0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Getting Old with Garth. This week, I sit down with one of my younger brothers, Quentin Garcia, is a family man who grew up with me and who you'll get to hear talk a whole lot about what it was like growing up in our small little town. We talk a lot about our geriatric old dog, some sibling rivalry, and what it's like to reinvent yourself after tragedy strikes. I hope you all enjoy a good look into what it was like growing up in a very diverse family and maybe you'll gain a little bit of perspective on how a single freak accident can literally shape your everyday life. This week, I'm getting old with my brother, Quentin Garcia. This is Getting Old with Garth. With your host, Michael Garcia. You're like, you're
1: like 29, right?
0: Yes. Is it crazy how you know that?
1: So who Girl. are you? Quentin. You're half-brother.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're my half-brother, I guess, yeah. <laughs> this is what they would say. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess that's essentially what it is. I'm just like a... Turned out you weren't the firstborn because I'm the firstborn.
0: Yeah. So Quentin,
1: my brother. Brother. This and show is just uh this brother. episode's just called uh it's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, two half brothers. Two, my bad. Two halves two of half one half whole brothers. brother. Yes. Brother. One one whole mom, but a half a dad. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> I just don't two have dads, a dad, I guess.
2: One
0: mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out, Julie! Yo, what up, uh, lady?
0: Please don't listen to this episode because you're just going to be really upset with your boys. Goodness,
1: <laughs> it's going to be bad. I'm gonna reminisce on a lot and look forward to a lot, and it's glad to be on the show, man. Yeah, dude, it's finally. good to
0: finally have someone from my actual family on because I I've been doing Half just- family. Yeah, one of my half families on because I have pretty much just had quarter brothers that uh you know I've just brought on and been like all right tell me about the navy, but today we're not talking about the navy or at least not talking much about the navy
1: because <laughs> you might throw it in there and I just might make a couple of jokes, a couple of jives, you might yeah. lose some followers, but you'll gain a lot more in the process. <laughs> yeah, because I mean you don't really know anything about the navy, so hey man, and they're like uh like ships and stuff in there. I mean you know some stuff about the
0: navy like the federal side, navy federal.
1: Found out you couldn't be fat either, yeah. Oops! I wanted to be a Navy SEAL And I thought Because SEALs were fat <laughs> I'd make the cut But <laughs> Apparently you don't make the cut Man it really yeah, sucks
0: dude, You could just be a regular SEAL Not a Navy SEAL Yeah Navy SEALs it'd be like Oh it'd be fun. like a
1: Like Tusk Except for he wasn't a SEAL But Hey Gotta start somewhere Love a good <laughs> walrus
0: So we just watched What The newest episodes Of Rick and Morty Yes and, The last two uh, episodes Dude Holy fucking shit So good Just get so deep I I I actually really like their writing because they're just so good at writing episodes that it makes every other television show look like trash.
1: It's just, it's so weird because it's like, it's everything you needed in a show and you didn't know you needed it. And it's a fucking cartoon. That's yeah, like the crazy thing to me
0: is like, this is a cartoon show that they've literally made like into something way better than any live action shit you could ever fucking <laughs> like make.
1: I'm just like thinking about everything that I've ever watched sci-fi wise. I'm like, man, sci-fi is just, it's all right. It's such a trash genre
0: (laughs) compared to just Rick and Morty. (laughs) And I was like, this is
1: saying, definitely you saying trash. I'm just like, it's just, mm.
0: there's always Mm. something missing.
1: It's always something. Uh, It's just, it needs more comedic comedic humor, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you look at like, what are some other like sci-fi things even? So there's like gravity, right? It's like ooh, space. That's cool.
1: I'm pretty sure that maybe it was just Sandra Bullock floating floating in a for roof. like an hour and a half. I'm just <laughs> wondering like how like scenes got cut in that. Like they're just like looking I was like at keep looking down their watches, and there's like uh, is there anything else gonna happen? Like nah, man. No, no, literally we're, we're nothing. Capturing the essence of Sandra Bullock look at space (laughs) how cool is space and i'm pretty sure they could have done that for at least 80 million less (laughs) just to put a (laughs) a green screen and just a wire and just be like just be you just be in space sandra
0: bullock's like is that that literally it i'm just in space right
1: it's like they give her the script and it's like just two or three pages it's like what did I sign on do for? I, do like, I say
0: anything in here? Like, no. it's actually better if you don't talk.
1: Yeah, we, we just want to see space. We want to capture the realism of it. You can't say anything in space. Like, there's just word doesn't travel. So, don't you can talk, scream, man. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cut that out. And then you
0: got what? Passengers. Passengers was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Chris Pratt.
1: Rotten Tomatoes. Beautiful. You suck because deserve way more than forty three percent that you gave it.
0: Did they really only give it forty three? Yeah,
1: I think it's something like that. I'd look it up on my phone, but you know,
0: I feel like that one had a pretty good story. I mean, it was like space. I but thought it was fantastic.
1: Really. I mean, it really puts you in the perspective, the, like the perspective of like, what would you do in that situation? You know what I mean? Like you're just sitting there, like, yo, I don't want to be alone, so I'm gonna let kill me get the else. baddest <laughs> bitch on this like <laughs> ship, and I'm gonna be like, yo, let me romance you. But he could easily have gotten anybody. He's Chris Pratt. He's like super hot obviously so
0: yeah but he was he was a lowly architect online I mean, in
1: space I do not think he was an architect was he was like he some, was like an
0: engineer I think he he got on to that ship because he was gonna be one of the workers she got on there because she was just rich and had like rich family yeah she was like she a, was gonna tell a story. super
1: baddie and the thing was is like he was an engineer but he wasn't like an engineer engineer which now that we're thinking about it what the hell did those guys even do like engineers are just no just engineers in general like and this is just a this is just a segue oh okay because my buddy's an engineer man and you got to go through a lot of school there's a lot of work to do and then once you do it you just don't they don't have to do the work there's other people that do the work and then there's like oh what do you do an engineer yeah but like what do you do engineer (laughs) like yeah. engineer yeah and just take a sip of coffee and then just walk away and go do more engineering oh, stuff
0: what's weird right because you know they liked it to say that I'm like a, a nuclear engineer which is a joke right uh whatever
1: it's what I tell everybody they're really impressed by it they yeah. really they really love you they're like ah oh, he really <laughs> did something with his life what are you doing and I'm like thanks man <laughs> I'm,
0: a, I'm a glorified light bulb changer yeah right? yeah yeah like
1: I'm and, an engineer in my own right, and I sip my coffee and walk away.
0: Well, what's funny is, is, like, I'm trying to go either into mechanical or electrical engineering, and the jobs are, like, so sporadic as to what you can do, right? So, like, as an electrical engineer, right, you can be a guy who just wires up houses, or you could put cable in, like, commercial factories, or you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, like, a maintenance guy that fixes, like, a giant panel of shit,
1: yeah you say it with like the most like enthusiasm yeah the uh, the whole time i'm just like sitting here like bueller bueller like that's just i mean like but do you do that as the engineer do you do that yeah no Or you just have a crew of guys that actually they wire up the house and you're like yeah i was the lead engineer on this uh yeah but what did you do so
0: there is a difference, right? So you have like design engineers that like basically go, Oh, if you're gonna wire a house, you gotta wire it like this. Those are the kind of people who sip the coffee and go, Did you put the wires in the right place based on my drawing, brother? And then you have the people who actually like wire this stuff up. They're usually like your level one engineers, so like the entry level once you have degrees. Or you have stuff like uh, what was it Alex is an electrical engineer, right? And he just works at a power company. Which Alex? Scanlon.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what he does. I'd assume I guess that's that's what he does. He just came in. I've seen a couple of times, I've seen him at uh, the Mexican restaurant in Jay, which there's Mexican restaurant in Jay now. Yo. <laughs> and we then had four uh forward thinkers in twenty twenty one. Hey man. Plumbing's <laughs> right around the corner. We'll get it eventually. I do love my outhouse, though. That outhouse is just perfect. I dug that hole myself. <laughs> Not the only hole I dug at that house, I guess. But, you know. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I just didn't. I mean, I saw him with farmers, too. But at the end of the day, I mean, I didn't even know what he did. I just knew he was in a, in a nice little outfit. I don't know if he was actually, like, engineering anything up there, like himself.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, right? There's, like, so many different things that you do with just the knowledge of engineering. And so it's pretty...
1: Just with the money that comes with doing nothing.
0: Hey, man, uh, if they're willing to pay me people. a lot of money to do something at all, even if that's sip coffee and tell other people what to do and then draw stuff, like, whatever,
1: I'm willing to do it. I just want to have good one-liners. <laughs> well. Like Nick Elferman and, like, Parks and Rec, you know, just. I still didn't necessarily have to watch that show more because I don't even know what he does, but I just love his character just because it's America. The bacon and just sticking it to the man. Hell
0: yeah, brother. Uh, let's start from the beginning, right? So back you. To the beginning. Yeah, going back. Back. Back to the beginning.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't so, leave me alone.
0: <laughs> born
1: in. Oh, man. I'll see. Born in or. Whoa. Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville. Hold oh, uh, <laughs> like, Orlando. Do you forget right? where you were born? <laughs>
1: yeah, I was born at Disney World on a roller coaster. Space Mountain Shot out of Space Mountain Yeah <laughs> Mom you're a trooper <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who rides roller coasters to have yeah. babies <laughs>
1: It's like when did they Add the Splash Zone In, in, in wrong mountain. Space <laughs> Mountain Yeah it was wrong mountain <laughs> Dude.
0: Yeah so born in Jacksonville And yep. then of course April 13th
1: know. 1994 um, If anybody knows anything uh, About April 13th uh,
0: How many Friday the 13th birthdays Have you had or do you know
1: try to count them I think it was like three
0: it's pretty good right yeah I mean it's a pretty bad, good like bad luck days
1: yeah the thing was is they never had bad luck And no, I'll say that knock on wood for sure yeah. but like <laughs> it's expected more I don't know it's just like oh man I thought he had like a broken arm or something crazy would happen I mean
0: yeah and then of course Justice was born right and then he was born in Flint, Michigan home of the world famous Kid Rock
1: yeah and, Kid uh, Rock and um also, like, the number one murder capital in the world. So, yeah, well, if he thinks real. about it, how lucky he got. He got to have been like, one of these crazy chicks that I've seen lately that have been, like, so jealous of their friend that they cut their child out of them and then take them and think that they're just actually going to get away with it. But it's like, man, I really just kill my best friend for a baby. It's lowest to low.
0: Yeah, and then we watched uh, Divorce happen. Luckily, you were young enough to not really know what was going on. Me, not so much. But it's fine. And then, of course... We moved back on down to the old Florida, and we ended up in J, Florida. How cool was that?
1: Yeah, cause we moved out to Milton at first. We were living with Aunt Candy. Yeah, did. And For, then what, um, like a
0: year, two years, and then I
1: don't even know. Was saying that El would have
0: came into the mix. They met at what some party or something, and then we grew up with Steve. Not a party.
1: They just uh, I think Candy. It was. Was it one of Candy's friends or something? Or yeah, like a friend of a friend or something, and then like dad, I guess, noticed mom across the room and it was like
2: Love at first sight. Yeah,
1: something like I was thinking of just any song that would have popped up in that. And I don't think Love at First Sight is a song, but uh It's not. It was a beautiful falsetto <laughs> for sure.
0: And then of course we got to grow up in like an old ass house, dude. We were on top of each other for a while. That was
1: so fun. I think it was wait. I don't know if it's old. Or I don't know. Which, which house are you talking about? The house they're still in. I mean, hmm, we weren't really on top of each other. There was two extra rooms. You, I mean, you kind of got the room by yourself. I
0: mean, after a while, but you remember growing up, right? So when we first moved in, uh, my what became my room was an office that mom used. And then they basically just had the master bedroom, the bedroom that we all stayed in. The office, and then we would like
1: have you know. I really, live. was just thinking about the addition being there the whole time, not yeah. even remembering that. Like, I have to that. have my flood of memories come back after I had that like stroke thing or whatever. It was like
0: we'll get to that. So for sure. many,
1: yeah. Obviously, we had to get to that. <laughs> it was what a, what an eye opening. Yeah, that was, but, but yeah, like I think after after I had the mini stroke, it was just kind of like threw all the memories off. But if we're going back to the beginning. Back. 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 To the beginning. <laughs> Gosh. Expect yeah. it one more time, obviously, because comedy comes in threes. Um, Rick and Morty obviously taught us that. That's how you know. Yeah. But, but, yeah, no, so. But, yeah, it was a, yeah, man. Now that I think about it, we were really on top of each other.
0: Until I became the first teenager in the house, and then I was like, give me the fuck out of this room, please. And then we had started building the addition, right? Yeah. And they tore down the office. We redid what became my room, which is why Mm -hmm. it has like, it doesn't have the wood panel, right? Because it's the only room in the house that has sheetrock. Yeah. Until we finished the addition. Yeah.
1: Did we to have carpet? Yes. Yes, we did. Because I remember one time I was on the top bunk, which don't know why my fat ass was on the top bunk. I mean, obviously, I didn't get fat. Yeah, I didn't get fat until I was like 12 (laughs) or something. Like, then it was just like, yo, you're going to grow horizontally, not vertically. And then I fell off during a dream and I scraped my face. Like it was just a rut, like a straight carpet burn on my face. And I was just like, and I was kind of like crying. And then like, when I thought about it, I was like crying. And I'm like, was I looking for sympathy? Cause I look, looked around like nobody was like obviously awake. Cause it's like two thirty in the morning and I'm just going to try to pee. And like, I just fell off and could burn my face. And then I just like sucked it up. And I was like,
0: dude, that fucking bone was dangerous. <laughs> All right. So also, you Know, I still have the scar on my forehead where we used to jump into the bottom bunk and I slam my skull into the top, the bottom of the top bunk. What a and good just time! Lit everywhere. Yo, mm. so fucking nuts, dude. Dude, I mean,
1: when I think about that bunk pad, man, I just think of all the times too that just Gator used to just jump up there, just piss on the bed like, like you just well, like, and so you, own it.
0: you remember, right. Mm-hmm. Whenever I had gotten my second laptop because I had bought the first one mm-hmm. on one of the Black Fridays, because we used to like go Black Friday shopping with mom all the when time. When it was
1: the realest of the real, whenever
0: boxing gloves
1: grandmothers on grandmothers were literally protecting bicycles with a freaking cane or
0: moms would just be punching each other out for fucking oh, yeah. sheets and shit. It was nothing, shit. dude. Like, oh, you, you'd God. at least
1: get, like, you just went there for the mass mayhem and you just see the like you just watch it in slow-mo and it's like elbow to the forehead for a video game for you dude (laughs) gears was the realist um was actually really good gears too i think you got gears three i think so was it gears three uh
0: i don't remember it was two i remember it was two video games and i just got cold cocked knocked the fuck out and i remember just waking up with this like pile of people like snatching at these games and one of the fucking security guys is like yanking me out of this pile of
1: people and they're like, are you
0: alright? And I'm like, did I get the games? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but jeez. So imagine getting hit in the temple by like, a, wasn't it like a woman did it or something? I think
0: so, I can't it was like remember.
1: some older woman just Temple just rocked yeah, you, and then you're just like,
0: "Knocked me the fuck out." Are you I was okay. I'm seeing birds, and Mom's like, "Did you get the games?" I'm like,
2: "Fucking no, bitch! I got knocked
0: the fuck out." <laughs>
1: I got a concussion. <laughs> like, is that one of the games? It's you like, no, it's not on the list. Dude,
0: what was great about that, too, is we still ended up getting the games. They were like, we're so sorry. Like, I can't believe you got knocked out. Don't worry. We're we're going to give you these vouchers, and you can, like, come back next week and just grab the games. So mom still was able to get the games. Oh, yeah. So.
1: I mean, you sacrificed, at, at the end of the day, you probably changed the whole policy around walmart and targets because they're <laughs> just like changed, dude. they started doing this that guy shit. got rocked
0: they did that shit so early after that they stopped doing it at like midnight it was like mm-hmm. you can only do this at 8 p.m on thanksgiving day and that sucked dude. When i that's think when about I'm
1: it crazy. though those were the good days man that's when like that's when probably like the best best fighters were out too, like gsp and all that so she probably learned a couple moves she was probably practicing for the woman's ultimate fighter obviously that wasn't gonna happen they weren't progressive then so
0: bro it was so wild but that did change like all the black fridays i feel like after that was like so different for us. yeah you can't
1: even go just like you can't even go like be broke and just experience black friday anymore you have to like you just go and you get a ticket and you're like oh we got a ticket and just come back and get it Standing I have my in ticket. Line
0: for an hour get a ticket come yeah. back it like three days later and pick up your shit like, it's one of
1: those like kids these days will never know like that was what it easy. was like to stay in line for 18 hours or dude, whatever it was that
0: shit was a fucking war zone dude we used dude. to so I remember we used to do Thanksgiving with Ken and Chris and all them right
1: yep and we would Chinese Thanksgiving yeah dude Chinese still, Thanksgiving still do it sometimes people, every other year
0: dude people do not real like when I joined the Navy I was telling people like yo I, I've literally eaten Chinese food for like every Thanksgiving I didn't have a traditional Thanksgiving until I joined the Navy I feel like because we always did Chinese Thanksgiving. But who
1: wants a traditional Thanksgiving? Once you have our Chinese Thanksgiving, let's let me clear this up though. Shout out, obviously, you know Ken and Chris, and you know really shout out Cora. Cora is a bad bitch, she bro. Like she would stay best. up. Oh my god. To bro. like
0: what a godsend.
1: Four in the morning, cooking all this Filipino food. It is Filipino yeah. food because it be pansit lumpia, fried rice, bro. It's literally the best. Damn Thanksgiving I've ever had! Like, and we tell people about it, and they're like, "Yo, like all and we got so was weird. like, yeah." They just get like, coleslaw and baked beans. Like, yo, not that I'm and dissing coleslaw and baked beans, but I mean, just saying, I'd rather fried rice and pants it, if we're being real. And the lumpia is amazing. Which, obviously, speaking of the lumpia, still lumpia champ. Uh, I think I had, <laughs> was it nine, nine in my mouth one time.
0: I don't even remember, dude. There was like one point that you were. Porking down like 20 or 30 and you'd walk away and go rough it up and get some it variety. is an exaggeration
1: of 20 or 30 maybe not so much on the 20 part but i mean <laughs> and i did come back and crush more dude. yeah like yeah it, i mean it was there was there was rounds there's levels to this shit like i mean it was uh, that was just level one was like a stacked plate high because you wanted to like do it and at the same time obviously we have like football going on in the back so like it's something that kept us going. And we also played football out back. We used to like throw the ball to each other and like yeah. actually tackle each other no, and stuff.
0: Real. It was like pretty crazy too because we, I remember we would eat Chinese Thanksgiving or that's what we called it. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep calling it that because that's literally, I mean, what we that's call the
1: only it. thing we can call it. I mean,
0: it was actually Filipino. We've already discussed that, but we always called it Chinese Thanksgiving and I'm not going to change that. And if I get canceled for it, whatever. But like, I remember the, yeah. <laughs> I love, love a good
1: cancel culture now it's like yikes
0: but yeah we used to eat Chinese Thanksgiving until we were about to die we'd take a big old siesta for like 4 hours wake up and it's like 9pm and we're just scrolling through I remember the mornings uh me and mom would always go out and buy like a hundred of those fucking newspapers oh like, yeah you had to
1: eat- yep we'd be planning just Dude, like circle just, shit just to think about how much that like elevated every year too like i mean mom literally had seal team six in the freaking waffle house at like six o'clock or nine o'clock whatever y'all had it at like i mean but like before then we had to like
0: well, we would look help. at
1: what we wanted and write it down on a list and then we ended up like actually circling what we wanted in these newspapers and stuff it was just nuts
0: yeah and then she would literally just like plot and plan like we got to be at walmart at 11 p.m to get in line we got to be at fucking the mall at like two in the morning because they open at like three or four oh, yeah. and she was like literally strategically planning every part of our night and then i remember because i was able to go maybe like a year or two before you were able to join in with us too and
1: i never got the cool experience i never got like the actual like waffle house experience oh, where dude. you all like gathered and stuff it ended up being like hey where is your group going where's your group going and then like wherever you're going you kind of like shop around in that area for whatever's needed like so usually we'd hit obviously like walmart because we'd want like a new tv or we'd want like yeah, a new get, like, console or the new video game like there was always something electronic that we wanted to get and so of course they were like oh well you get the if big you're already right over there we'll yeah the yeah shit. like yeah. if you're already over there like go ahead and go get like they have they have like the, man i remember one one of the times it was like sheets Like, they wanted some, like, sheets. And they were, like, nice sheets. It was, like, 100... Yeah, like, it was, like, Egyptians thoroughly inspected these sheets and made them their Egyptian cotton. Like, it was was nuts. Like, but it would be, like, $100 sheets that were, like, for 20 bucks. I mean, that was when, also, Black Friday deals were just nuts in general. Yeah,
0: it was was absolutely insane, dude. mm -hmm. We would... I remember we would go out and you'd be told, like, hey, well jerry lynn wants these Brittany needs this like brandy needs that yep. of course dad needs this stuff so like most of the tool stuff we would go to like Sears always and like
1: dad's was like tools and hunting and stuff like that yeah
0: and so we'd always be like trying to check that shit out but i remember we wouldn't even think about christmas lists until thanksgiving day and we'd be like all right circle the things you want make a list you might get some of it you might not get some of it and then Hey, you're going hunting tonight. We're going oh, yeah. to find all this shit. But I remember so I got my first laptop at a Black Friday and then maybe like a year or two later I had gotten my second one. So then you got my first one going back to the story right we had to go back. <laughs> but I remember Gator, our fucking shit-ass dog who rest in peace, dude. Yeah uh, man. Lead poisoning's but, real. Yeah, that dude that that dog sucks. But uh yeah so i remember getting uh i remember getting the second laptop and you were just like oh well can i have your other laptop i'm like sure i mean i don't give a fuck and then you set it on the bed opened up and gator's shit ass would fucking jump up on the bottom bunk and piss on that fucking thing and it was
1: only it. when something only when something like truly was on the bed that you cared about he was like oh I feel like he really wants this.
0: I'm going to piss on it. I'm going to piss on it. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm just going to, like, imagine, like, like, what would you rather be? Pissed on or pissed off? And I was pissed off because he pissed on the laptop that I was like, oh, let's go. Like, I have a laptop. Like, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. So you said you're about to shit your pants? Yes, hard. All right. right, We'll stop you from shitting your pants. We'll take a break for a second.
1: Think you're going to survive now? I mean, it's rough. But it was all of, it was all the curry. I'm yeah, it was literally just like,
0: right before we decided to record this episode, you decided to eat a bunch of chicken and fries, and then a fucking big old thing of hot first off, curry.
1: It was popcorn shrimp oh, and it was French it pop- fries, popcorn shrimp, and okay, and then it was a little a, like a couple of bites of the curry because I was like, "Yo, I love this taste." Also, it's been a while since I had curry, but man, that that vindaloo whew, is spicy, but it'll wreck your world. Yeah, no shit. I mean, no, a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the there shit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, all okay. the all of your guts. All man.
0: right. So, where we finished up, or at least where we left off, we're talking about how Gator ruins everything. All right. So, we used to have this Jack Russell Terrier, right? And find everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything being all things that he could piss on or shit on and talk about the worst fucking dog in the planet. I mean, I love him. I'm glad he's, you know, on into you know, dog heaven or wherever the fuck he ended up at. But literally, this dog was just
1: angry that he existed in our fucking house. I just don't know if it was anger. It was just, I just think he just, we happened to have a psychopath for a dog. Like, he truly just wanted to destroy <laughs> everyone's life. Like, I mean, he, he was, I loved him. I remember, I still remember to this day. I remember, remember when we first you. got him. Yeah. I and was about to get him. He pooped in that. the back seat so of the car i blame you because you somehow
0: talked mom into allowing us to have a dog because you specifically were like we
2: need a puppy we need a puppy so bad
0: and we're like children right i missed our dalmatian
1: you remember our dalmatian we used yeah, to have yeah i remember i missed him he, he was also stupid from what i heard
0: but, yes very um yeah so steven was so against it he was like dude fuck getting a dog we're not getting a dog and you were you finally talked mom into getting a dog and so we found this fucking jack russell on whatever i don't even think it was the internet i don't even know how the fuck we found this dog but it had to have been like like early something like MySpace. internet or something yeah <laughs> it had to have been somebody because like, we had this dog forever right he was what 15 He would not 16? die <laughs> on his own just did not
1: he literally went until he couldn't go anymore like truly go anymore like where you're you're, he's literally was blind he was blind he he tried to lean to pee and he couldn't so he just like peed all over himself like it would literally just pee on his stomach and yeah and he's just decrepit. so
0: but when we got him right he was like he's a jack russell terrier but he was a long-haired Jack Russell Terry, which is mm-hmm. not normal. He was also gigantic for his breed. So he was like almost yep. a mid-sized dog. And he sucked a lot. Fuck, man. I I hated that dog. Only because he literally pissed on everything. You and, he and, would, and Justice Boaz. Well, but he would... So he would literally... You would walk into the living room, and he would just stare you down and shit yep. in front of you. And right in like, front of your face. Like, bro, what the fuck? And then what was really fucking annoying is he would be so good for mom and dad, right? He'd be like... Oh yeah, you just have to take him out Like all the time And we would be like, bro, we're never, taking him Never out. does it whenever <laughs> we're around <laughs> yeah. We'll literally take him out <laughs> We'd leave him outside for fucking hours And then he'd come inside Shit immediately, on the floor.
1: Immediately, immediately He'd saw the trash can he, Piss on it Easy <laughs> Easy Walk oh, into the just... living
0: room and you're sitting in there Shit in front of yeah. you yeah. Stare you down while doing it and Like you, you literally just,
1: just let it Like we Okay, so we made a fence these like we will first off we wanted a private they wanted a privacy fence so we made this fence or whatever
0: yeah we built the fence
1: yeah but it was like they literally they i mean they would event they would dig out sometimes or whatever but then we like started putting rocks around it and stuff like that and he'd still dig out so me and
0: steven put rocks and concrete yeah around the edge then you would go to the door and dig under the door Mm -hmm. to get into the fence and you're like dude
1: we can't there's can't nothing put you could do. There. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's nothing you could do. Like you just, if you wanted to get out, you get out. But regardless, was the saying There's sometimes that he wouldn't like dig out, yeah. and you would leave him out there. And then, whenever he came back in, you're like, "Yeah, you did good." Like blah blah blah. Like sometimes we gave him like we gave him like treats and stuff, and then he would just immediately he took his treat, waited five minutes, you sat down, shit in front of you, or piss. <laughs> yes, yeah. either one. It was. This dog sucked, dude. You want a one or a two? Oh, I'll give you both. <laughs> yeah, but oh, and he also he humped all of our friends' legs whenever he was like going through puberty, which for a dog would have been what, like a year three and a half or maybe. two. Oh.
0: I don't even know. But I remember you had a like stuffed gorilla back in
1: the day, right? Mm. So we it was a gorilla with his thumb in his butt.
0: Yeah, like I think what your granddad gave that to you is like a yes. granddaddy did give that to me, and so. I remember you. You eventually moved to the bottom bunk. I don't remember when you moved to the bottom bunk.
1: Remember when I got fat and I turned twelve? <laughs> <Yeah, maybe that's laughs> I mean. You remember that earlier story? Yeah, that that's when I moved to yeah, the bottom. Yeah, so you bunk.
0: moved to the bottom bunk, and Gator would literally like drag that thing all over the house and have a lot of coitus with it. <laughs> a, lot. a lot.
1: A <laughs> lot. Like, and uh, keep in mind.
0: He was a one. He was the only dog at the time, and he was just sexually aggressive all the time. With all the all time. Of your, all of
1: your fucking stuffed animals. Either with <laughs> any of the stuffed animals or our friend's legs, and would be like, oh, he's just saying hi. This is how he says hi. Yeah. <laughs> so, and anybody, any of our friends know that this was Gator. Like, er, all I think even our friends hated him. Like, no, there's no thing. I'm sorry. I know at least Eric hated him. The dog sucks. Like it just it was it was just wild.
0: Well, and then uh, I don't remember who had the idea, but it was like, oh well, maybe he just needs like a girl, so he'll stop fucking everything. I like, think that was
1: mom. And then you, mom was like, "Hey, he and needs then a girl. you
0: again?" Found the next dog because one of yes, your teachers. It was a teacher. Yeah, it was yeah. a teacher.
1: We found little bit, and little bit was the exact opposite of Gator.
0: Fat bitch lap dog. She
1: wasn't fat all the time. But she was a super lap dog. She was not like she was a Jack Russell, but she was just not the energetic, like
0: yeah, dude, dude. gung ho
1: type like Jack Russell that you usually found.
0: Of course, right.
1: And I'm pretty sure she didn't even like having sex with Gator, and that's why.
0: That's not true, because she would fuck him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, like she
1: yeah, she would just do it to him. Like she wanted. She was dominating. She was an independent woman. What could you say? (laughs) Jeez.
0: That didn't fix anything either, though, because no, he just <laughs> he sucked so bad. <laughs> he just shit. He couldn't he, even
1: have proper sex with her because he was too big for her frame, is what they said. Yeah, some stupid shit. So, like, and we, I, I'm, I don't even know. I was just a kid, man. I, just, I believed in love, and if they had puppies and all that. But
0: I believe that he just sucked all the time, dude. It was so <sighs> weird. But yeah, so like, I remember getting the dog. The dog sucked, and he would piss on everything. And you got one of my computers, and you had left it open for whatever reason on your bed. Fine, whatever, not an issue, until Gator rolls up, notices that your door is open, jumps up on the bed, and just fucking cops a spot and pisses literally onto the motherboard and fucking fries the computer. I was
1: literally (laughs) downloading, pretty sure it was like LimeWire, whatever, just destroyed your yeah, you know that your computer. That, dude, so what if he dude wasn't did, before he destroyed it, I was trying to destroy it, but I didn't know that I was destroying do it.
0: You remember how fucking fun it was to just have like LimeWire and you just download fucking everything music all was
1: everything was, it was zen, it was utopia, it, it was finally it, it, the world was at peace where you could have whatever music you wanted.
0: And then we had Napster for a little bit. Mom had Napster for a long time. Yeah,
1: she did. And isn't what that did? Dude did like illegal.
0: Huh? He, well, Metallica sued him and shit, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But eventually I moved into my own room. That was cool, right? That was sick as fuck. And then you and Justice living in your room together. I, pretty
1: I, pretty harmoniously. It's it overall it was pretty it was pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I had to go through my emo phase by myself. It was fine.
1: I remember You didn't go by yourself there, bud.
0: Well, what was great, right? Cuz Eric was super into like heavy music too and like so Steven, right? Our stepdad had like a bunch of sound equipment because when him and mom first met, he was in like a metal band. you remember going to Corey and them's house all the time and like it was Z's
1: would... house.
0: No, 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 no. It wasn't Z at first they they go to Corey and uh, Cameron's house. It was originally oh, Cameron's yeah. house, right? Yeah. Because Cameron was the drummer. And so we'd have house... We grew up at house parties where they were just jamming. And we were just playing... What was it? Fucking the Pod Racers, right? Yeah, we were playing... <laughs> <Dude>. uh,
1: <laughs> like one of the bedrooms. what a good game, man. Dude. I'm, Shout out that game. Let's let's be real for a minute. Like, that best game Star Wars was... game ever. So 100% good. 100% fantastic. And they did it, like... I re- they did like a remastered or something of it like did they really yeah they so they they like remastered it and they put on like the switch and like on PlayStation or something um but regardless why did you remaster you needed to remake it like you need to do like another Pod Racer game but like they updated graphics and all that not just like oh, uh, let's put it at like a 1080p blah 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 like because that was a good game but
0: dude yeah growing up I God there's so many things we could talk about growing up because. I just remember, like, we had one computer in the house for a while, and it was, like, the desktop that mom used for work, but yep. then we would always just be on, like, MySpace just chilling, and then we got the Xbox. I don't know why one. I
1: went through that stupid phase of, like, where I would put, like, a just a, a car I would never get in my life as my cover photo for MySpace, and then i put on, like, this, like, <laughs> sexy hip-hop track or just something, like, that would just be, like... Yeah, ladies, come listen to my... Come check out my, my car that page. I don't yeah. own. Yeah, check dude. out this. And then, of course, like... I don't even know if they did profile pictures back then. Was they there did. a profile? Okay. Yeah, they had I profile I probably pictures. had, like, the seducius face, like, no doubt in my mind.
2: I,
0: So I remember at one point I had, like, some weird, like, skull shit, right? In my mm-hmm. MySpace or whatever. Some, like, bullet for my Valentine shit, like, <laughs> gangster, dude. I just... <laughs> My shit was so cringy. Going oh, like, for
1: Big Teddy Goth, bitch, for sure. Trying. No no. Tried so hard. Didn't happen. There's no doubt in my mind.
0: But yeah, literally, uh, Eric was great because when we got the Xboxes and you could load mm-hmm. music into like a playlist. And I remember we had like Kill Switch Engage, Bullet for My Valentine, like all this
1: shit. It was so good. And we just play Halo. It's a better you, time. I just want y'all to know that there <laughs> like, was a better time before. This just crazy shit we're in, like now.
0: Growing up, like it's so weird because, like, I know that this is pretty much this episode is turning into like nothing but nostalgia from our growing up, and that's fine, but like people might not understand how fucking dope it was growing up. Like, we grew up so fucking poor, and yet somehow every year we'd end up just hustling our way to getting new shit and like trying to keep up with our friends. But then our friends always come and hung out at our house. Like yeah, we didn't really go to like other pe- justice went to other people's houses a bunch, but like we would always have people at our house, and there was like because mom had the real estate business, so at mm-hmm. one point she had that fucking big ass router. You remember we'd use that for the uh, like
1: land parties, yeah, and we'd be sitting in like the living
0: room with like eight fucking hot ass TVs mm. and like Xboxes, and we're playing fucking Halo. Just, just imagine
1: like whenever we thought that those were the best graphics ever and they're on like straight up like box tvs i remember playing on when a tv was a vcr a dvd player and it had the little three aux like cords in the front or whatever <laughs> it's or like a like 22 inch AV cords. So yeah like and i'm just like yo who needs plasma because obviously plasma was like huge then or whatever that was like yeah, the first like thing when plasma started getting. yeah big, i think and it's just like who needs plasma bro like anything i want like I was we playing never, straight up we never fucking everything. split
0: screened either that was the crazy thing because everybody's like dude you're fucking screen raping don't, don't do yeah, that shit yeah right so then we we abused the fact that mom had like her own fucking office business and we had like the fucking LAN parties so everyone would have their own TV yep. everyone had their own Xbox everyone had hey, you like, had to
1: have your own otherwise like nobody, nobody's trying to split screen right it doesn't matter how big the TV yeah, is no, fuck that. it's not the same you're and, your own soldier on a team of misfits
0: dude I remember, cause every birthday party from then on was at the church, and we would literally just hit up the uh, was it the fellowship hall or whatever, and it'd be like, yeah, thirty dudes just balling out to some Halo, hot <laughs> Dude, sweaty it's men, so hot, just it was ridiculous, three hundred degrees, stunk,
1: bro. Like I remember we do like, we do like the overnight. What were they called? The, the lock-ins.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, that's right. You were lock-ins? lock-ins.
1: Yeah, so we did, like, lock-ins, and uh, shout-out J First Baptist Church, you know, when Brother Bill and all of them were there. It was just like, like I said, it was just a better time, but we would, we would do these lock-ins. Of course, if anybody knows what lock-in is, I mean, then you literally were, like, in this building, locked in, essentially. Yeah,
0: locked into a church building, mm-hmm. and it was our youth group that we had it was like which was the coolest like, like we had 60 like fucking
1: people yeah dude. like it was when it was like big like i'm talking our youth group was huge and i mean you had like they had the old the older guys that would that you i mean uh, that's who we usually hung out with anyway it was like the older dudes we like um like blake lewis and alex scanlon and dude, all that he ended and, up just like,
0: Amanda. and i was like yo this is that's so such a good pairing yeah okay. it was
1: it was a fantastic pairing i'm actually really happy for them for sure Um, And it was just, it's it's just been absolutely, it's been crazy just to see, like, all this time that's gone by, too. Like, Alex and uh, Danielle, like, it was just a pairing I didn't see coming, and they just look like they're so happy and in love, and they're about to welcome their child, and it's, it was, it was good. It's good to see them. That's what I'm saying. I'm just glad everybody's doing mostly well.
0: Yeah, so, like, growing up in a small town was kind of weird, right? Mm Because, obviously, you know, Justice ended up quitting baseball because he got fucking, you know, all the... There was, like, some issues that we had to deal with because you and him being Hispanic and, obviously, Eric and their family, right? And we only had a couple of Hispanic people, but you kind of, like, flourished at the school where Justice didn't for
1: a while. and It was just... Justice and me are just, like... Like, people like to compare more, like, the looks and, like, we're, like, the same person, but we really aren't. Like, Justice is, like he's super i mean he's super like about himself and stuff and he i mean he's it's not like it's not bad i mean he is i mean i don't know it, i guess it'd be pretty bad sometimes but like i mean he's just justice i mean he, he's his own yeah, dude we gotta, like
0: we gotta, we gotta grow i up love soon. him like he's
1: an asshole <laughs> but he's like he's our asshole like i mean it's just watching him go from like what he used to be to what he is now i mean like shoot man <laughs> Like was, we we both loved that guy. I think that he was like always our like he was
0: the trendsetter of all of us.
1: He was all he was always like our mediator too. Because me and you fought like cats and dogs. I, like
0: mediator is a strong word. He my calls bad antagonizer, yeah. yeah, like he was
1: just like <laughs> yo, this fire's dying. Like let's throw some more gas on it. Like and just freaking because me and Drew had some. F- Coming up. Yeah, we
0: can talk about that for fucking an hour. Yeah, literally- we
1: could probably get to that later for sure. But like, even like growing up, but like especially like with like the high school thing, you know, like Justice did his own thing, and my thing was just like I wanted to, I wanted to know everybody, I wanted to to be around everybody, I wanted to be liked. I mean, by everybody. I mean, then if there was always a conflict that I had with somebody, I was just like, yo, I want to like fix this right away, you know. So, but like even then, like growing up, like, and you got to think, I was not. I did not expect to get all the awards that I got and stuff, you know, like homecoming king and uh or not homecoming king, uh, prom king and like Mr. J high. That was stuff that I thought like more of the popular guys were going to get like, you know, well, like a
0: And you know, to get to that, right? Cuz it was kind of weird us growing up because we didn't we weren't born in the town, right? You mm-hmm. were you were young enough I think that you started what kindergarten on time there. Yeah, cuz I showed up in second grade. So yeah. That was, like, a big thing. Because we, we went to
1: T.R. Miller before then, or I went to... I know I went to T.R. Miller or whatever before then. I went to S.S. Dixon in yeah. race first. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. And then we moved to Jay, and so we were kind of the outcast people, right? We didn't, like... Our, our small town is pretty much, like, people who were born in the town, their parents were born in the town, their grandparents were born in the town and shit, right? And so it was, I mean, like... you had,
1: like, five generations. Dude, it was crazy. And, like, in Jay.
0: And so... There was, like, that old money, right? Mm-hmm. Old white people, that oil, whatever. That
1: oil in that farmland.
0: Yeah, and so us growing up, right, when we were when we had first moved, we were kind of the outcast kids. Justice was the first person that literally basically grew up in that town mm-hmm. because you, like, you were starting school with a lot of the people, so you had a little bit more chance to grow, but I missed a couple of years just because I, I think we showed up. I was going into second grade, and, like, I had that surgery when I was in second grade so that I wouldn't have cross-eyes because, you know, of course, four eyes, Mr. Cross-Eyed Me, had to get the look of the draw out of all of us with the devilishly
1: good looks. When I really think about it, you eyes. really had the the rough end of the stick on a lot of things, man. Dude, it
0: was nuts, right? And so we, uh, when we moved to the town, I kind of, like, started to know people, but I was always the black sheep of the family. I partied a bunch. I, like, hung out with the... The crowd that was not the in crowd you were kind of in the in crowd and justice obviously like tried to I was take just it everywhere
1: up. i just dipped my toes in everything like i was either with like i could be with the job i mean i was a jock but so you like, were in I, football yeah.
0: but you were like you knew all the music people that i grew up with right mm-hmm. so we were all like kind of dealing with you were in the music you were in the like uh football you played the sports and stuff so you got to know all the track sport and people.
1: field like i did shoot basketball one year i'll get to to my glory days of basketball (laughs) later um
0: bro didn't you make that one shot and everyone first off
1: (laughs) there's two shots in that one game but that first shot man i'll still never forget everybody went wild and crazy i mean if you were there you knew because it was just like everybody everybody wanted it bro like i mean there were signs for me that mom made there was
0: that was the fucking craziest part right so we had opened the graphic design business at the time and that was like Mom and Them's New Adventure because that was like in 2008 after the housing market, market crashed.
1: I remember going and picking up the uh, screen printing machine on my birthday. Uh, yeah, happy I birthday. forget which birthday. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> um, Which it actually was a good time because that was the first time I heard like Mellow Mushroom and stuff. And I think we went down to like Orlando or something to go get that. Um, and then yeah. we brought it
0: back. And so we took off like because that was close to – so I remember my senior year I designed our senior shirts – Cause I was like big into art, big into like music. So I was like the artistic person. Right. And you, you were into art and stuff. You were mostly like in sports though. And so I remember I graduated and you would join the basketball team and mom made like all these signs. It was like big baby Q and literally had a giant baby head. Yeah. It was literally the
1: words big, a baby head and then Q with an exclamation point. Yeah,
0: and then uh, maybe not the exclamation point. I don't know. Yeah, but I remember you were playing basketball. You made the shot, and the entire crowd just goes nuts. They're like this big ass Mexican
2: kid
1: throwing the ball. Nothing about me when you looked at me was basketball. This guy has basketball (laughs) talent. Like first off, gravity hits me like a truck. It does not want me to be in the air for long. Um, and then I'm also like five ten, and like two hundred and fifty pounds or something. Maybe they like two, maybe been like two forty. Because it yeah, would have been you like were ba- yeah. you were in Yeah,
0: you played basketball, but you were a football lineman. Yeah, for fucking ever. every year. Yeah, <laughs> since like
1: seventh grade. I mean, shoot, even going before then when you go to the rec league, man. I was just like, it was just like, nah, man. You're you're gonna be big. I mean, there's just nothing about you that's gonna scream running back or fullback, which. To be honest, they couldn't take me down. It would take a lot, but also, we ain't getting far up the field.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, our football teams were fucking hot garbage anyway, so it didn't really matter. The last good team
1: we had, I felt like, was Brant Hendricks, whenever he was the quarterback. That might have been, like, the last. We had, like, a... 2008 or nine, Yeah, something like that, where it was, like, an actual, like, winning season.
0: Yeah, man. What a fucking time. And I remember, so, like... You know, us growing up there was, like, really weird just because people would always come to our house to hang out, right? Mm -hmm. And so we would have people over all the time. And mom was like, we're eating spaghetti, a metric ton of spaghetti. We're eating fucking Debbie's James. probably why it's my favorite, honestly.
1: Just, like, spaghetti was just so – even now, it's just so cheap to make. You can just go get, like, two cans of sauce and a thing of – like the the most expensive part's going to be the it, meat, ten, bro.
0: 10 bucks and you can eat spaghetti for a fucking week, dude. It's two. Nuts. Two if you
1: can you can stretch spaghetti, bro. <laughs> oh, I know. You can definitely stretch spaghetti.
0: Yeah, cuz my son, right, loves spaghetti, but I I just have like these Vietnam level flashbacks to us growing up on spaghetti, so I always make way too much and then we end up eating it for like a week straight and my wife's just like dude fuck you stop making fucking spaghetti dude it's (laughs) the word
1: like even when you make it because obviously lucian loves you know spaghetti himself which that's my son obviously if you don't know yeah lucian is my son um he loves spaghetti but every time we have spaghetti it's a battle of you're gonna have to clean him up and i'm talking deep clean because somehow he gets it dyed into his hair There's a noodle behind his ear, like it's like (laughs) a freaking pencil, like an old school teacher or something, and then he just finds it. You'll find noodles and meat sauce in his diaper, and it's just like, did it drip down there? Did he stuff it? Like, you don't know. You just, spaghetti's everywhere, and you just know every time you do it, he's going to have a bath right after.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. But, um, oh, you know what I just remembered from your uh, middle to high school days? was when you got in the fight in the locker room, and everyone's just cheering you the fuck on, (laughs) dude.
1: The only fight I've ever been in.
0: That was, that was the game, right, that made, I think that made your entire high school after that, is because, right, so we grew up in this town, you get fucked with, like, habitually, because you
1: were the nice kid, right, and nice guys do finish last
0: yeah except for in your one instance where was it like whatever the fucking kid's name was right he had like stuffed your fucking jeans into a fucking toilet and you were like nope done fucking fuck this shit and i just remember you jumped on top of him and just started beating the fucking shit out of him and everyone I was so
1: mad he'd also he had hit me in the old gym at first and it was in front of everybody in the class and i was just like i not want to get suspended. I know Steven's at home and he's gonna whoop my ass. Yeah, straight up. A belt or something. Which, fuck you even up. growing up with that, I mean, he was like, if you're gonna get in a fight, you better win because, you know, if you get your ass beat, you're also gonna get your ass beat when you get home. But it was like, I was gonna get my ass beat regardless. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so you don't but, try to fight people. Yeah. But
0: he's like, hey, you better at least get your fucking licks in so that you can at least. Get your
1: ass beat a yeah, winner. At least like yeah, at least be a winner when you did it. So like even where he hit me in the old gym, I was like, All right, this is happening. I was like, uh he was like I think he called me a like a pussy or something. And he was just like, Do you wanna uh he's like, You wanna do this? I was like, Not here. We'll do it. Like it was one of those literally three o'clock in the locker room. Like I'll fucking meet your ass. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll meet you at three o'clock in the locker <laughs> and that was before a track meet. We actually had a uh, a track meet before then. And, and that was just the time that even, like, the seniors had all agreed on it. You know how fights go, man. Everybody's talking about them all dude, day. All they know. Day.
0: I literally heard, like, oh, dude, <sighs> Quentin's getting in a fucking fight today. And I'm just like, the fuck is he – why the fuck is he going to fight? He's not a fighter, dude. He's never fought ever in his fucking life. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> even
1: thinking, like, damn, dude, like, a, don't ruin my reputation, bro. Well, like,
0: and I, I remember – so I, I showed up. I'm like, if he starts getting his ass beat, I'm jumping in. I'm kicking this kid's fucking teeth in, right? Fuck this kid. And – You know, it's that, like, brotherly thing of, like, you throw me through fucking chairs our entire life because you just got way bigger than me. Yeah. But, like, no one's going to fucking deal with you. I'm going to fucking deal with you. Yeah. And so, fucking, I showed up to this thing going, like, dude, if if this kid fucking starts getting the upper hand, I'm slamming his fucking head in the lockers. I'm going to beat him to death. Mm. And I remember walking in, and, like, you guys had just gone to fucking town. And I remember... You, like, slam this kid on the fucking ground in the fucking, like, locker room, and all these dudes are just fucking like, whoa, yeah, fuck yeah, all right, and fucking-
1: It was crazy in that locker room. I can, to be honest, I probably didn't even, like, notice the noise as much as my adrenaline was pumping, because obviously (laughs) it's my first fight, and I'm not one of those that, like, we weren't going to, like, just talk and get in each other's face, and, you know, I can smell his dog water (laughs) breath, and, like, and then we're not going to do anything, you know what I mean? It was, like, one of those, like, look, I'm here, we showed up, let's do it. He I, hit me good two or three times, and you I, fucking slammed. Yeah, his I hit him the and then slammed him on the ground. You just and jumped and I, I stopped I saw. I stopped for a minute too. I was like hold on i was like i was like hey man this could be over whatever and he was just like no like fuck you or something and i'm like all right <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you just fucking jumped yeah on i just kid, had just to like handle beating it up
0: the fucking shit out of him like are you fucking done yet you fucking <laughs> yeah done? like i kept
1: saying are you done like and he wasn't he just kept he was just even more mad it was like man i realized it just fueled him even more and then i remember the seniors had to like grab me and like take me off of him and be yeah, like, and dude, like, the track meet's about to start. Coach Whitfield's gonna like wonder where we are.
0: Yeah, and everyone's fucking like cheering you on. That literally like solidified your high school experience. I feel like because after that, people were like, "Don't fuck with him. He's big and he knows how to throw his weight." And like, I can I can just remember like going home after that, being like. And this kid really fucking held his own today. What a fucking badass motherfucker. I that's what you thought, because the whole time I'm just sitting
1: there like, dude, I did not know how that was going to go down, because at no point in me was like, I'm a fighter. It was just like, I knew what I could do best, and I did it, and that's all I could do. So
0: I mean, and it, it turned out good, right, obviously for you, and then that kid just kind of got, you know, nobody ever took him serious again, which was cool, smart. But, I mean, shit was nuts, man. And then... Like, I think you were the only one of us that ever really got in a fight. I mean, the only other time that I ever got in any sort of fight was whenever I got fucking jumped, whenever I was helping that girl out.
1: And, um, RIP, man, you always get put in the worst situations. Dude, I
0: really like, I walked myself into it. It could so never have been
1: fair. People. It could never been. I feel like the only type fights you had that were fair would have been like me versus you in some way. But at the end of the day, it was just I was bigger so it was just but like there was nobody that ever 1v1'd you it was always when well,
0: our stepdad really didn't help that either right because i i blame myself for you just ballooning immediately like right after that right because what i think you were maybe like seven and i was nine and steven was tired of hearing our shit because we would argue all the fucking time mm-hmm. justice usually causing most of those arguments between us right Ag- antagonizing everything and he was like fuck this uh, throws. I remember he threw the fucking what the mattress out in the shed that we had built, and was like, "That's it. Winner gets to fucking walk away. Losers getting their ass beat by me. Go." And I was just like, "I'm not fucking losing this." And it was the. It wasn't even that. I've it wasn't won. even
1: seven and nine. We were older than that because it was. It was because of something that that happened to do with one of your exes or a girlfriend or something. Oh, then I, must I was have been like thirteen had, or fourteen. I busted anyway. up your privacy or something. And it was, it was messed up of me. I mean, I'm, I even realized I was just an a-hole, like, even younger. But it was just one of those. It was, like, a trigger anyway. And then dad was just so tired of us, like, arguing. <laughs> Which, the reason for the mattress, y'all have to understand. We were, like, we grew up in, like, actually watching, like, WrestleMania and stuff on TV. Yeah, like, we were, we were let's wrestling. go back. 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 To the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> so... Now it's in threes. <laughs> Did it. But no joke, like we would go in like I remember it, it'd be like this. It was this trailer um and they had like a um they had a trampoline out front. Um and we but it would be like the best matches. It was like I remember Undertaker versus Kane whenever the the buried alive match. Wasn't that fucking
0: Chandler's mom's house or whatever that we used to that had the trampoline? No, in?
1: not that one. It was a it was a different person's house. It was like I want to say it was like Aunt Chrissy's or something like that. But we would like go out there and I remember we we'd watch it. We would always crowd around that. But it would be like wrestling all the time. I'm talking about like, who was like, I mean, what are you, what am I thinking of? Like, Yeah, you're talking so about many, like. So all of the old stuff. The I mean, show. you got to think like The Rock. Like, Stone Cold. Stone Cold, man. Like, I'm pretty sure that my our dad would probably go crazy when Stone Cold was on and drink as many beers as he did in that time and it would just but it was just like that was the that was the norm man like wrestling was huge yeah for us and and i'm talking especially
0: when we were younger that was like every week we'd watch i remember uh dad took me to go when wcw was big right mm -hmm. when that was a thing to go see sting and we literally still have the sting mask in like a curio cabinet at the house dude and like
1: that shit was i forgot about that i'm glad you brought that up that was that was that was I remember seeing that sting mask
0: for our entire life, dude. Oh, it that did. was like wrestling was big, dude. What what fucking nerds we were raised to be? And like Stephen tried to like put on this big facade that he was like big old country boy, which he was, right? I mean, obviously we, he worked on. I feel like wrestling
1: games, could go for anybody, man. I feel like it wasn't necessary. Like it was good then, you know what I mean? Like who else could see mankind get choke slammed through a cage and land on tax?
2: Like Fuckin whenever me, I
1: watched man. the behind the scenes of that or whatever, or read about it, like. Whenever Mankind was coming up with like, yeah, and then Make folder, Undertaker, you, you throw me off the steel cage that's like 30 feet in the air. And I go crashing into this and he's like, this guy legit wanted to die. <laughs> like everything he was asking for me to do. And I'm like, dude, you got to think like the, the commitment that you have to that back then, you know, I mean, they were just doing crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, and we ate that shit up as kids. so oh. We were always wrestling. Always. We like had the action
1: years. figures. I remember when we got our first actual wrestling ring. the the imaginations were running wild back then. Now, I mean, obviously you got like tablets and phones and stuff. Yeah, but, but we dude, didn't have that shit back then. Yeah, in the day. imagine like I mean, playing like what we were doing back in the day. It was literally climbing trees and scraping knees. Man, I remember we built a freaking skating ramp out of like some plywood and stuff yeah ate man. shit on the bike hard and but then, we went back for it again <laughs> yeah and then
0: the other eric my friend eric right growing up mm-hmm. he had a fucking potato patch in his fucking backyard and we would literally just beat the fuck out of each other with giant ass sticks we'd go out hunting for sticks all day and we'd keep the best ones and we just go and fucking run around
1: beating the hell out of each other Alright, like, y'all was on a whole nother level because we never did that. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: but like we would run around and do like, you know, sword fights and shit like
1: that. Like, we Hashtag were, Duke like, Nukem. Yeah,
0: dude. It was some fucking dope shit. I think right? you also
1: watched like D, or y'all played like D&D and stuff too, didn't we you told,
0: We told mom that we played D&D. That was that was party times for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, our D&D was drugs and drinking,
1: but yeah.
0: it was fine. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Just keep in mind, again, I was the one that was like... Well, and that's what I'm saying, the right? Good, that's what sucks, man. Is you like and I Justice was like the good, good kid, man.
0: You guys didn't do anything while you were in school. I Come was on,
1: man. I was going to go pro one day. I couldn't get into all that. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm out partying like every fucking weekend with like all my friends and shit. I was the black sheep for sure, you know. Because
1: I don't I, even know if you liked sports then. Like probably not as much. You just kind of were just in the band and y'all were kind of doing y'all's own thing.
0: I liked football and stuff, yeah. like you know and. Obviously well, I mean
1: you were gay yeah you were Gator fan for sure
0: but like you know we grew up on sports we mm-hmm. grew up on wrestling and shit and I just I remember in 6th grade I was like I don't want to fucking play baseball anymore cuz I was a part of like a baseball team mm-hmm. it was like really good but I was just like I don't want to do it you know and Steven was crushed he was like y- you guys have to play sports and I was like I'm just going to play band instead and I got into drums right mm-hmm. and so it was like something different
1: and yeah, if you're going to do something in the band, you got to do something cool at least. Yeah, you got to <laughs> like, do something that'll allow you to hook up with chicks Because <laughs> that, that was
0: that's the, that's the motivation right there, the
1: male persona right there. But no, even then, I think it just I think dad was also still like he was listening to like Creed and Korn and stuff then. So, like, I mean, even drums, like, didn't he try to transition you ever to like either playing drums there or you're like playing bass or something? He gave you like the bass guitar, yeah, he
0: gave me the bass, he gave me his bass guitar, which. Right, so our stepdad, Steven, right, tone deaf as shit. I don't know how he taught himself bass. It was literally he could look and see what like Greg, his brother, was doing Mm -hmm. on guitar, and he could play, he could follow along on bass, like in perfect rhythm. But he had no tone whatsoever. Like it was crazy to me. And so I taught myself bass, and that's how I got into my first band was I played bass, right? Mm -hmm. Old nightmares never sleep, dude. I still listen to
1: it this day. I literally showed a friend of mine that the other day like I said somebody,
0: somebody just sent me a message the other day it was like yo I know this is a past life for you but this shit is still a banger and I was like bro
2: I entry that- one
1: still <laughs> it gives me chills man like legit chills like I was a driving in Baker and uh I put that on and just the talent you had I remember when you first started and I feel so bad man I was such a dickhead to you whenever I was just like dude you was suck every- like dude. you'll never get better like it, it was- literally was one of those hatred and you can just see like um, almost like a uh, timeline when it goes through chronological order. And they do that in like movies where like you put on like some badass song in the back and it just motivates you to be better. Well, and it was, you got so good. It was so
0: funny too. Cause like I remember cause I got out of high school and I was still like playing music and stuff like mm-hmm. here and there. But I I was always into like heavy music. Right. Cause Steven was a, in a metal band for our childhood. And when he gave it up, he got into like, old country, which I, I still like old country, but then he also got into like 50s gospel and I could not, I could not roll with that, dude. It was just too much. But then, um, not enough, like, <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> enough. <laughs> but then, uh, I remember getting into music like super hard because I had a bunch of friends who were like, Oh, we're just gonna play music. And then I ended up dating a girl who was like, you know, what'd be cool is if you join a band. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, whatever. Like, you know I, i've been teaching myself bass and playing along and everyone in the house is like can you fucking stop playing like you suck i'm tired of hearing this shit. and i'm like all right cool so then i bought myself some headphones mm-hmm. and i would just play in my room to like all my favorite songs i'm teaching myself like kill switch engage and like bullet and like all this like crazy shit, right and the little bit that you and justice took was like the kill switch engage the bullet and things like that because we would just be jamming that when we were playing halo anyways and i was like i'm gonna play that and so i started getting kind of good at bass also it
1: was like guitar hero 3
0: dude guitar hero literally
1: guitar hero 3 like life, it dude. was that one was just like guitar Hero 2 was all right but guitar hero 3 was just all the a whole another yeah like it was just i mean all those classics and I mean, it was stuff that we hadn't, like, heard, but it was from, like, bands that, like, we knew. Yeah. And, and we like, could... dude. And you could play those songs? Like, come on, man.
0: And so I remember getting, like, into the band, and a couple of guys were like, hey, you know, like, we're looking for, like, a, a bassist for this band. And I was like, dude, I can play bass. And I was like, just send me your album and give me, like, two days. And over the course of two days... I literally recorded myself on a webcam on my fucking laptop playing and jumping around my fucking tiny ass room to like every song that they had made. And it was like seven or eight songs at this point. Right. Mm. And they were like, yo, this would be sick. We play in Molino. It's like 30 minutes out of the way. Right. And uh, just come out and we'll see what's up. And so I drove to this kid's house out in like bum fuck nowhere on the way to Pensacola And I showed up and I'm like playing and they're like, this will be sick. You're going to, you're going to be a great fit for the band. And uh, like that dude's cousin worked with us. That was Valerie Mm -hmm. who she was like one of the waitresses at the sports bar that we were, that we all worked at. And she was like, Hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, Oh, I'm like joining this band. Like that's my cousin. I'm like small fucking world, dude. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? And so I remember playing, like, I think a show is, like, a bassist in the band, and then I, then obviously this stuff happened with, like, my dad and the things that, you know, we found out, and I moved out of the house, and then I had to get a job, so I didn't really have time for music, and I remember you guys coming over to the house that, you know, I was, like, renting Uh with, uh, you know, a couple friends, and I went to a couple shows, and... They were like, yeah, our vocalist just moved to like North Carolina to go play bass for some other band. Now we don't have a vocalist. And I was like, bro, I still know all your songs. Like, I love them. And I had been teaching myself to like scream and yell to like all my favorite songs. So I had like no skill, but I had enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And once again, just recorded myself on a webcam. I remember actually watching that recording. Jumping around my house now to like every song of theirs. And they're like, at, they were because they were gonna go with like another guy who was in another band in Pensacola at the time and they were like dude why don't you can you come out next week we're recording a song in Daphne and I was like well, fucking yeah yeah sounds good so I remember calling out of work for like a week to go hang out with the boys and record this song and that became entry one and that was like my biggest work right mm-hmm. uh, they like Did a bunch of promotion work for it, set everything up, and they were, like, doing all the shit, right? And then I became, like, what felt like a local celebrity, which was fucking sick, right? And that was, like, finally I felt like I had belonged somewhere, Mm because I always felt like... You found, like, your niche... Yeah, because I was the black sheep in our family. You know, you guys weren't about partying. You guys were still kind of young and stuff. And you guys were like, you need to stop drinking and doing drugs and all this shit. Like, you, you're you better than that. And I'm just like, look, man, I'm just living. Like, I've got a lot of shit on my plate. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. And you guys were, like, so against it for so long. And then I remember... That devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that shit, like, dropped and... It was like so different because I talked Stephen into coming to like one of our shows at a bar, Handlebar, and, bro. Yeah, and then all you guys showed up, and I'm just like in my fucking. Dude, we look element. like
1: literally a suburban family showing up with <laughs> all these so- other, <laughs> with all these other people, and they're all like dressed in like black and like everyone's wearing mosh skinny jeans and, and skinny. Yeah, like it you was guys just like
0: showed up in like graphic tees and fucking like button up shirts. It I was, was like hey. What's up, people? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just in my fucking element, and I remember
1: Drew just having that long hair just draped over one eye, almost oh, mysteriously. Yeah, the, and Justice
0: was the fucking Justin Bieber kid, I remember. Yeah. And so he was, was definitely like,
1: not what our scene was.
0: Yeah, and but I remember getting off the stage, and Steven was like, "I mean, I don't really know what you were doing up there, but I'm proud that you're finally like doing something you like, and that was like a huge thing for me." and it was kind of
1: cool you know we just needed sometimes we just needed that approval man it just it just was like and people don't understand that you know that's even it's even with like the reason you know that letty's that i I call her my daughter man because like you understand like not having a dad's rough it truly is like not knowing yeah like i mean i mean even growing up with like ribbon just not really being there you know it just really kind of sucked you know and so like that's why i want to make sure it's an effort that she doesn't go without having a father because I know how it was. I know how it was for you, you know? So that's just a big thing is just having that fatherly approval, you know? Like, I always wanted my dad to say he was proud of me, you know? And so it was one of those kind of moments, you know, that I I know you probably definitely enjoyed.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, it's pretty crazy because, like, we all kind of grew up with Steven being our only, like, dad figure, right? And Mm -hmm. it turned so wildly different because I remember when I found out which I don't remember if I told you guys how that kind of went down, but whenever Steven kind of sat me down because I was just mad shit-talking. This was right before your graduation, right? When Ruben was supposed to come down, he was like, oh, well, that's not your dad. And I was like, what? Like, and then, you know, 72 hours later, I moved into fucking Pace, and I just left forever. And then you guys came out, and y'all would, like, come and hang out at the house. And I remember... <laughs> the one time that you guys had come over and I just ate like hot dogs and I just ruined mom immediately
2: I think
1: that was was justice, justice went with you because I didn't get to go out there and enjoy the actual experience of Whenever you were talking about how delicious the hot dog was. Hot dog was fucking delicious, man. Was- <laughs> Mom's, Mom's bewildered face. Like, dude, like Oh my God. What did you say?
0: <laughs> it was so weird because she like always thought that I was like a super good kid and I was so the opposite for Which
1: let's be real. We really were. I mean, we weren't like on like any news outlets or we weren't really yeah, being I mean, talked around around like we never went to and, prison or nothing yeah which was we didn't like cool. i mean really we weren't like doing like hard drugs and people were know like i wasn't even doing any drugs you know i didn't drink until i was like 20 maybe maybe i had like something at 19 or something and i didn't like do any drugs until i was 23 yeah. or something like that i actually smoked weed for the first time and then i had like obviously i can't smoke it now you know but like it was just it was one of those that's just like my anxiety kind of like took that over <laughs> and was like yeah you can't do this not even to help you but even then it was just like i think there's a time for everything and it was just kind of like you know whatever but even then that's the same we grew up when we were fine like we really weren't bad we never snuck out i hold on i never snuck out and i just didn't sneak out but you out. had that perfect window opportunity.
0: Well, and you remember, because we did the addition on the house, and we put in brand new windows in every room, Mm -hmm. and all the windows came with a new screen. The day we put them in, I kicked the fucking screen out, and Steven beat my fucking ass about it. He was so pissed. But I kicked it, and like bent it, and broke it enough that like you couldn't put it back in, Mm -hmm. and so my room just never had a fucking screen. I don't even think it has a screen now still, and so... I would always just wait until they went to bed and then I'd be like, all right, cool. And so where their room was was perfect because even though I was driving the S10 at the time and it was mm-hmm. loud as shit, dude, uh, I would lift up the window, just jump out, crank the fucking truck up, wait for it to idle a little bit, and I'd just roll slowly out of the yep. fucking driveway and then just, just like- burn out on the fucking street. And I was always leaving, dude. It would be Tuesday fucking night, Friday night Saturday didn't give a fuck I was like going out meeting chicks in town doing stupid shit like I was I was a terrible fucking kid I'm so glad that I didn't end up with like a child at like 16 or fucking some crazy shit going on cause I was a fucking I was a fucking mess dude growing up it was wild though and like I don't You're know so
1: misunderstood
0: yeah mom <laughs> made me take the fucking trash out what a bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking like Jeez. I don't know dude it just it all turned out pretty well for us uh, I mean at least for me especially too cause like I left I joined the Navy and I was like I'm never gonna have to come back home which was kind of like that was a big motivator for me cause obviously at the time I had moved back in with mom and dad after like basically bankrupting myself and making a shit ton of debt and then I quit my job cause I just couldn't take it anymore and so then I went and helped them and then obviously grandma got sick so then mom and them were in Texas and I was running their company for ever. it was like me and Erica were doing everything so that mom cause mom was gone for like a year like she spent a year in Texas
1: and she was like leaving like she would be back home for like a couple of days and then leave or whatever
0: yeah but it was like she would be home for like four days every like two months or something like that it was crazy And Steven would come back every week, sign checks. So he'd drive back on Thursday, Thursday night, come back Friday morning, sign checks, leave either Friday night or Saturday morning and drive back to Texas. And he was out there with them, right? Because, you know, grandma was, like, going through cancer and chemo and shit like that. And so that was, like, a huge thing. And then I remember...
1: That that was definitely while I was living in Texas, too.
0: Yeah, because you... Mm -hmm. I remember you left to go to Texas right after Christmas because we we went to Christmas that year and it was like the last Christmas that I spent with grandma. Yeah,
1: me and dad were butting heads bad. He was just like, you got it. Like, you got <laughs> to <gotta> get out. <laughs> and it was one of those, I was just like, it had to come to that, that point. I don't know, that
0: was like a really shit moment, you know, because it was like, one of those things is like, to me, I felt like mom chose her marriage over her kid And, you know, obviously now that's not an issue and they've like reconciled all that shit, but that was when Steven was still like deep in his alcoholism. Cause I mean, obviously we grew up with an alcoholic dad. He has very much since changed 180 degrees. Now he runs a recovery facility. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. For alcoholism and 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 drug use and stuff like that. And that was like his whole life growing up. That's
1: fantastic too, man. I I definitely want to like give a shout out to dad. Cause like, What he does takes a lot, a lot of work. You know, I mean, it's... I mean, you're essentially having to change these guys' minds around that you're not having to rely, you know, on Yeah, and it was huge, right? Because
0: we saw him come home at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, you know, when we were kids and freak out because, like, a dish was in the sink. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it was kind of an abusive relationship and shit, but, like, you know, people change. That's the thing that is big to me now is, you know... This cancel culture shit is so ridiculous because people will bring up shit when you were, like, 14. If you find shit about me when that I was saying online, on the internet, when I was 16 fucking years old, like, that's not me anymore. Like, at 16, I was... Oh, they
1: want to bury you, bro. They want to yeah, bury you so bad. Right? Like, it's and just like, You nah, know, man.
0: when I was 16, I was running the road, sneaking out of my parents' house to go have, like, sex with somebody who's mom had to take drugs to fucking go to sleep. So they were in like chemical comas every night Mm -hmm. or like I'm sneaking out to go drink and drive around and do stupid shit. Right. You know, sorry, mom. But you know, that's what I was doing. And then, you know, at 20 years old I find out that the person I thought was my dad is not my dad. And then I go through like this whole other phase of being super rebellious. I join a band, do crazy shit, travel all over. And then after all that, then I joined the Navy and now I'm like a completely different person. You know, like you people a kid, change. Yeah. A
1: wife. Yeah. You know, like a really people, good job in the Navy. Like you're.
0: People grow up and change. So, like, why people want to go and, you know, judge you for the person you were at 16 fucking years old is just insane to me. And, you know, like Steven, right? When we were like 10, 11, 12 years old, this man would come home in like drunken fucking stupors see a single dish in the fucking sink because you or me or Justice or even Mom maybe had fucking got up after we'd already done the dishes for the night. Get a snack or something. Pop-Tart
1: or something. Yeah, and just fucking suck.
0: put it on a plate and then put the plate in there and the, the plate's not that dirty, but whatever. And he'd come in and just beat the fucking piss out of us. Take the all the plates morning,
1: out of the cabinets. Just throw them. them
0: around the house and shit. Like, shit was nuts, right? But like... That was him then and now he's running a fucking recovery facility, right? He's totally different person. And we we saw all the extremes. And so it was like it's one of those things where now like it's hard for me to see how like this cancel culture thing is even like worth anyone's time because, you know, people do change. Yeah. And we saw it like live and in person. You know, I left before Steven even got sober, but you know, I remember we had that Christmas in Texas, because we always did family reunions in Texas, and you and Steven were butting heads just fucking left and right. And then Steven went and stayed in the fucking hunting camp after that and was like, I'm not coming home until he's gone or whatever the fuck. And, you know, I still think that was not the right answer. But mom talked to, like, our uncles and shit, and I remember they were like, oh, well, you know, one of them had to go drop his kids off and fucking south carolina or georgia Georgia. yeah right and so then he was like and then i'm coming back and then mom didn't even fucking come back at the time and so i remember packing you out and like it was just it was such a weird thing like packing all of the shit that you had into a fucking car and going like i don't know when i'm gonna see you again and uh you know, playing the part of like dad. Cause I basically had to raise you in justice for a long time. Right. Because when we were young, obviously mom and dad were do starting companies and they were entrepreneurs. They were gone all the time. And you know, it just always reminded me of those times where we're like walking a mile through fields and shit and through like the woods to get to baseball practice. Yep. And then I'm like packing your shit into a car and going like, well, I hope you're safe on your drive. Only
1: time I've ever seen like Justice cry. Really. I mean it was that was just it was a sad thing, man. I didn't even get to say bye to mom or like or to see her face like anyone. hug her or something or anything. Like it was literally just that quick. It was like
0: Yeah. It was maybe
1: what, maybe forty eight hours if that, like that we had we, notice or anything yeah, like that. we
0: came, not we drove back and then mom went up to the camp mm-hmm. to see Steven to stay with him. And then she called us, like, was literally like, hey, pack your shit up, David's gonna be meeting you in, like, Pensacola on the mm-hmm. I-10 exit, and you're gonna follow him to Texas, and good luck, right? And that was, like, so fucking crazy, and, you know, I just, I didn't really understand it at the time, you didn't understand, none of us did, I mean, we were still fucking I mean, kids. I just
1: understood at that point, it was just like, it was my time, you know, it was. You had your time where you had to get out, and it was just kind of like my time. It could, I wish it was obviously under better circumstances. but It was just, it was that time. It was like, hey, yeah, fly, then, fly the coop.
0: Yeah, and so then you moved to Texas and you started doing your thing out there and hanging out with like the family. Obviously, we were closer to a lot of our extended family because of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but it was still, it was like really weird because I remember packing your shit up, and it was, it was an emotional day, you know. Because we're literally, like, trying to figure out what the fuck do you need, how much shit can you take, uh-huh. how much shit will fit in your car, you know. And, uh, you know, sending you out was, like, definitely... It was surreal because, you know, it, it's almost like watching one of my children leave, and it was, like, my brother, obviously, yeah. you know. So that, that was, like, that was a hard moment. But, yeah, you know, everybody's crying and shit, and you're having to, like, drive off, and who fucking knows when you're coming back. But then justice right after you left was like finishing high school as soon as he was mm-hmm. done with high school he moved out i think
1: he had like a year left after i left so it's like senior year and he was it might have been his junior year actually was it
0: and it was like the christmas of his junior year yeah. going so like finishing like, yeah. of junior year going into senior year yeah and which kind of so,
1: sucked because i really wanted to watch him obviously play like football and and basketball and stuff and just yeah, it was see like, him finish out his year
0: that was like a huge thing, right? And so then, you know, as soon as he turned eighteen, he finished up high school and then moved out immediately. And then you end up moving back because you guys had a place together, like right mm-hmm. after that. Because I think you were you were in Texas for what a year and a half, two years, almost two years.
1: Yeah, it had been about two years, and then I was just like, I'm ready though. ready to be back. And it was the perfect thing was that I had like a place to. Um, That was like a brother company of uh, Speedco. It was like Bridgestone, Firestone or something. And so they had like, it was called like Tires Plus or something. And that's where I ended up working. And then we had uh, the Trap House. So, Yeah, I
0: had my own Trap House in Charleston at that time. But I remember coming back and you guys had your own like place and y'all were like partying it up every night mm-hmm. and then that's, that's when, where
1: that's where i turned that's where i
0: that's where you and justice finally realized did a little that
1: craziness the
0: shit that i was doing wasn't that bad <laughs> you're like oh i understand why you guys were doing this thing because when times are tough you decide to turn to whatever the fuck makes you not fucking hate yourself so much
1: Jeez, it was between wild. like just doing the jobs and especially what i'd already gone through in texas that's when I needed it the most was, obviously, was, like, Texas. Because <laughs> that was the – where most of my stress levels were rising. But
0: yeah, so what yeah. all happened in Texas? I mean, you have, like, two years of time that, like, we kind of talked every once in a while, but we really didn't see you, yet, like, at all. Because I, I joined the Navy, like, not long after that, that moment. Because I think – I remember it was 23 – so I think I was maybe 21 when you left because you were coming back. You had, you were moving with Justice right around the time uh, I was joining the Navy because I think right after Justice graduated, you guys had moved in together and I was in Charleston at the time.
1: Yeah, so um, whenever I went to Texas, uh, so the original plan was obviously I needed to, I wanted to go with like Uncle Darren um, and like that would have been like the ideal situation. Um, But I went with Uncle David. Hey, I was just glad somebody took me in, to be honest, because it was me kind of wondering where I was going to stay. I mean, because you do remember that. I was, like, homeless or whatever for, like, that one week or whatever, and that was, like, the worst. I would literally come back home just to take showers and then go to sleep in my car somewhere. That really sucked. Um, But, yeah, it was – I remember we went to this one house. It was, like, in this super Mexican neighborhood, like – crazy Mexican neighborhood so and riding it was your, like you were riding your elevator. oh yeah man like obviously <laughs> you know they made me an honorary Latin king and everything I mean obviously it was just living life at that point um, no but it was like it was nuts like honestly I'd never seen a community community that was so tight like then that Mexican community like all of them like had each other's backs they all did like little backyard barbecues and everyone was, was coming over and bringing something and blah 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 and all that stuff um but at the same time it was also like super sketchy. You just never knew like some like drug deal or something was gonna go down and just like it was just nuts. I would be I'd be scared to walk the dog because <laughs> you didn't <laughs> you didn't know bro if you're about to get shivved or something like that. And um man, it was just uh it was it was just a different time, man. And especially when I was like working at that at like the Speedco place, it was just like I didn't know anything about diesel trucks. Nothing about fixing vehicles. You've like,
0: never really owned a vehicle No. Nah. you I remember when I got the F one fifty to move to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and mom and them were like, Well, Quentin's of age and needs a vehicle and I'm like, Well, I don't want him to drive the S ten. I I like the S ten and mm-hmm. they were like, No, just give him the keys, it's fine and like a week later you were driving back and you fell asleep and flipped the fucking. It shit, wasn't man. a week
1: later. Dude, it I, had for, I had the S10 for I had S10 for a while because it was during most of my senior year. You flipped the and fucking shit it out. It was me. yes, I was coming back from a Christian concert. It was um the Crab Family, which was absolutely fantastic. By the way, they were amazing. <laughs> so fucking um, skilled. At like one AM, 30. thirty, I'm just like driving back, and I, yeah, I fell asleep. I can honestly say I've fallen asleep at the wheel. And I got up and it was like, I was probably going like 45, 50 whenever it was like slowing down. It was like, just do, 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 do like going into the ditch for a minute. And I woke up and I'm like, Oh no. And I like turned it to the left or whatever. And then of course I started spinning out and I was just like, yo, I'm not Tokyo drift. I can't do this. And I just like, <laughs> I
2: was like,
1: it just up to that time where it like had swung all the way to the side and it just started skipping on the side. And it was just like, do, do, do. And I'm like, here we go, we're about to go for a ride and just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do and it like just landed and it landed right side up and I was able to drive it off and everything the only thing was literally this the damage that was done to the passenger side door and the um, I think the tire was flat, like one or two of the tires were like flat or something.
0: Yeah, I remember that there was just a line of fucking shit that was in the truck was in the fucking ditch. Yeah, it was but-
1: perfectly laid out there how did I rem- you
0: get in touch with us because you i thought you didn't use your cell phone because so like i no didn't there was no
1: service i drove it to the tom thumb shemuckla tom thumb because i was like maybe a mile from it and i drove it to there just everything on do do, do 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 and i remember two of my classmates um were were there it was like todd and tyler uh and they were there and i oh what's up q or whatever and i'm like Oh nothing, just got in a wreck, and you just see blood on my face and stuff like, <laughs> like the the trucks look beat up and everything. They're like, "Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah." When y'all have a phone, I can call my mom. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so I call mom, it was so and I'm like, "Hey." I remember waking up. I was in wreck. Like,
0: <laughs> Quentin flipped the truck, and I was like, what? "What? The fuck? Just did you just say?" And so then we had to go drive to Shimucklo, yep, pick you up. And we saw where like all the shit is just in the fucking ditch and it's fucking, it's like
1: five crazy. or six flips, man. It was, it was wild. I still remember that. Like it's yesterday. I was awake after that, by the way. Uh, if you ever need like a way to like wake up, just flip your truck or whatever. six times. <laughs> um, that's just a, yeah. it's one way to do it. <laughs> that's just a
0: drink coffee. Yeah. Shotgun, a Red Bull, flip the truck. That's yeah. Time. Doesn't um,
1: matter. Faster general rush. is obviously the flip in the truck. Um, yeah, what a fucking time, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. Still, was like the craziest, and I did have to make the lie. I was just like, "Yeah, this deer came out of nowhere," and obviously on both sides,
0: Stephen did not. There was not up. for
1: a minute did they believe that because obviously there's like fence with open, cow pastures, like
0: open fucking fields Yeah,
1: like this <laughs> just deer just decided to run and just jump this barbed wire fence to get in front of my car just to jump the other barbed wire fence. I'm like, "Oh, he gone now." <laughs> He was there though.
0: <laughs> I promise he was there. Like no fucking. My like,
1: jeez. <laughs> I was like, just how do you tell your parents? Like, yeah, I fell asleep at the wheel. Like, it's not what you wanted to say. But I mean, we all knew you
0: were carcoleptic as fuck. Though. Yeah, for real. I mean, every fucking trip we ever took before we made it out of the driveway, your ass was asleep. So of course you would fall asleep thank at the wheel.
1: I did. I tell you what, though, for real though, thank God he 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 definitely looked over me that night. Cause I there's no way I should my head should have been like. Smacked against the pavement or something you like that. You got it. It lucky because
0: you were so big in that truck you know, it was that you
1: crazy, were fully insulated. <laughs> it was nuts. But like, thank goodness I survived that for sure. Yeah. Um and then So back to or we're back in Texas or whatever. Yeah. 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 So after after the the crazy Mexican place, these did these guys did their own tattoos too. Like some straight prison stuff. I'm surprised stuff. you
0: didn't get some cool prison tats while you were there. <sighs>
1: just something about them just tapping a freaking bubble popper or something like that's how small it was it was just like doing these tattoos and i'm like this guy's legit so um after that uh we moved into this other house it was like in like talty or something texas
0: i think that's when i when i went out and saw you guys was you were living in like some fucking trailer in like a different neighborhood yes
1: that was the one that um that we were in or whatever and um So I started living there, and then it was just a lot of stuff that was just going down, and it was just hectic, like, super bad. Like, I mean, it was was just not the place I needed to be. Um, And plus, I was working, like, 14-hour shifts at that, at that, like, Speedco or whatever. And it just was not the place for me or whatever. And so I went and, like, stayed with Uncle Darren or whatever after it just got too much. And uh, bless them. I mean, shoot, I was... I was such an a-hole. Like at that point it already changed me. Cause I, you know, I was just so so tired of the 14-hour shifts. I was just tired all the time. Like I'm just weak and just so much I'm trying to get through. And, you know, I just I just never took the time to respect it. Like they tried to actually get me a bed and I'm like, nah, I want a futon. And I bought this futon worst buying decision I ever made to ever sleep on. <laughs> and I think when people ask me, like, oh, why'd you buy a five thousand dollar bed? I was like, oh. If you knew what kind of travesty, tra- yeah, whatever, i put myself through, travesty, if I put my back through on that futon, you'd understand that I'm trying to correct my mistakes that I've uh, <laughs> done in my back because it is, <laughs> was so bad. Like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what, like, what thick-headed decision you're just going to be like, oh, do you want a real bad, like, no, I want this uh, futon It just looks like Cool, I can sit in can, it and lay can in it. A couch yeah. I can have a couch. Yeah, have a bed. bed yeah, <laughs> just like it's like it's like you. Would you rather a regular knife or a Swiss Army knife? You know what I mean? Like exactly. You're never gonna use all the other things on it, but just the it's knife Swiss. part. Yeah. <laughs> but if I wanted to, yeah, I could set it up, and I may have used it as a couch twice in my entire life, and I remember one of them being the E3 conference of like 2017 or something. Um, but yeah, I was like. Even now, like, now I'm just I'm so glad that I sleep on luxury. I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah, and so
0: then you moved in to the Trap House. And yep. you guys were living in, like, the outskirts of Pensacola and shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember... It was it over there by
1: uh, West Florida High School. Yeah, That's where it is. And
0: so then that was when I was in the Navy, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming down, like, right before I met ariel my wife and you guys were like balling in the trap house i stayed there for like a couple days on some leave hung out and then justice just like right after that moved into the like apartments that were across from fucking pensacola state
1: Moved mm-hmm. to this girl and then and then, i ended up staying in the trap house
0: yeah you had the trap house basically to yourself for a while right? it was uh me or that's when Robbie moved in right? yeah
1: me Robbie and Marshall no not Marshall at the time I don't remember It was somebody, some uh, Max it was Max with us though I think it was Max me and and uh, Robbie and then yeah I had my buddy Ricky he came over and stayed with us for a little bit um his was always just like a I mean, he was, was like just, in and out yeah right? um it was just a different type of situation or whatever with that but I wanted to help wherever I could have you know, in, in any sense of the word. Like, I mean, I was just trying to help anybody that needed a place. I knew how, I knew how it was being homeless. So I didn't want anybody to go without being homeless for sure.
0: True that. And then I remember I, cause I came back down again when you were just the only person that had the trap house or you guys were, you were about to get out of there and justice was still in the apartments and I brought Ariel down and we stayed one night there and we were like, never again
1: Holy I, shit. I was I was so embarrassed of that place I never wanted to
0: yeah what a time
1: Yeah, hey you man you learn things like <laughs> some things you just gotta learn some things you gotta go through and then you just realize hey maybe I should think about this uh, situation I'm in yeah
0: <laughs> i mean i wish you guys could have come to washington justice i think made a plan at one point and then just never fucking capitalized on it to come and see us while we were in washington
1: i think my thing was just the fact that i was i had already been in texas and i liked being home i like florida man florida's awesome i was just
0: it is pretty interesting like i enjoy florida as a state now a lot more that i've been away from it but even still like I don't know, dude. It's, I mean, there's it's always, so
1: cool. like, other things out there. Like, I still wanted to, obviously, like, live in... Like, I still want to, like, live in Maryland one time and just check it out out there because I think Boston's awesome. Just Boston, you know? just be just cool to <laughs> to be out there, you know? And then, um, shoot, I'd still love to do, like... Go, like, maybe, like, New York one year. You know, there's just things that... There's obviously places I'd love to go, but, you know, I'd never want to be away from my children like that, you know? Obviously, I'd want to take them with me, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's... You know, you've been, like, odd jobs into, like, a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But I decided to join the Navy. And so then that's what basically got me away for a long time. And now that I'm back, like, kind of close again, it's been pretty crazy. Because we're in the process of, like, moving back into a house here. Yes,
1: uh, thank goodness. Finally about damn time.
0: Yeah, I know. You know. Obviously, we've been all over the country, between, you know, Washington State and Virginia, and you guys have got to see my son grow up, and now I'm kind of finally getting to see your son grow up, which is really cool. You know, obviously getting to see my cousin, and Justice is probably never going to have kids, so, you know. It's up He'll to have you. a
1: kid. we already still de- determined he will be the one with the girl. First childhood to have is a girl, and he's just going <laughs> to. It's
0: so sad.
1: It's going to be it's gonna be a time for him, Jeez, whenever that happens.
0: Well, and what's funny, too, is, like, you uh like you had your kid like right after i had mine it was like we y'all
1: were- y'all wished it on us y'all ariel was saying yeah you need to give him a cousin and blah 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 and that was when me and amber were going we like really strong and you know it's still funny to this day i mean it's just whenever everybody at the reunion because we did the fourth uh, of july in panama city and everybody was just saying like Oh, she's pregnant, she's pregnant or something. and she wasn't showing or nothing, but apparently I was just being really lovey on her and I mean shoot. I mean she's hot. I mean shoot she was a, she was a, every, she was everything I wanted, you know and it was just all those all every time they just kept saying she's pregnant, isn't she pregnant? I was like no, she's not pregnant. even she was saying like no, she's not pregnant and we're like we're just sitting there like like looking at each other like, what is going on? Like people just straight up think you know, like you're pregnant and we get back to the house and it might have been a day later she was like yeah I haven't had my period and I was like okay yeah. and she like took a pregnancy yeah. test and the whole time like I'm thinking I'm like yo is she pregnant or whatever and whenever she did it she took the test and it was like a faint blue line like a faint blue second line and you I was immediately I was immediately like you're pregnant and she's like no it's not dark enough blah 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 and i'm like
0: gotta get the clear blue dude the blue okay says yes or no not fucking maybe <laughs> right
1: and then so the second one she takes she takes again and it's a like slightly darker and I'm like you're pregnant and she was like still don't believe it and she took that third one and i'm like hey and she's like i'm pregnant <laughs> and then we're like and it's like a straight dark line it's like there's no like if ands or buts about it and she was just straight up like and i never I didn't freak out or anything that's the thing I like expected like I was gonna be like oh like what did I do stuff like that and it was just like I somehow wanted it to happen
0: I mean I'm glad that you were not freaking out when Ariel and I found out that she was pregnant like I was underway and I immediately went into like what the fuck am I gonna do mode yeah like, like nervous man you know we were living in Washington State. It was already expensive as fuck. And luckily, like, we had already moved into our own place. And it was, like, me, her, and Nate in, like, a really fucking ritzy apartment in Silverdale. And so we were still making ends meet and shit. But then she got pregnant and got – she had, like, a horrible fucking pregnancy to the point that she, like, couldn't work for, like, five months. And mm-hmm. so I was literally having, like, full, uh, full-scale panic attacks where I was, like – you know I'm paying bills on a fucking credit card I'm paying all of our rent is like half of the check that I fucking get every month and I mean I hadn't I hadn't like gotten enough of like time in to make a lot of money or do any of the things that I needed to do Uh and we were living so far out of our means that it was like so hard but then when we had our son I was about to go on deployment so we were able to pay everything off because she moved back with her parents and so we weren't paying rent on anything, we weren't doing any of that, and I was making, like, super good money at that point, where she didn't have to work, and she, I remember when she first got pregnant, she was like, all that I want is to be able to take the first year off, so that I could really bond with my son, Mm -hmm. or with my kid, right?
1: Which is Is understandable, I mean, shoot, like, even, yeah, even then, like, you're not going to be around, because you're having to literally go on deployment, and so, well,
0: and it just kind of worked out that way, right? Because, Obviously, if we'd have still been in Washington, there was no way she wasn't going to be able to work. But the way everything worked out was like, Thatcher was born. We did our final workup cycle to go into the deployment. So she was able to go back with her parents because as soon as we got back, I had to move out of the apartment and then we were moving to Virginia. So, you know, all this shit kind of worked out to where, you know, I I only saw Thatcher for the first like, maybe two or three weeks of his entire first year, mm-hmm. which sucked. You know, obviously yeah. you never want to be away from your kids and stuff. And those are like pretty big year, uh, pretty big year. Oh, yeah. But it was like one of those years that like, he's never going to know that I wasn't there the whole time other than like mm-hmm. the pictures and shit. But like, so Ariel was able to take that entire first year off, which was like a super big thing for us. Cause we were able to pay everything off that, you know, I had, been stupid and got us into and then she was able to take a whole year off and not work and we were still able to pay bills and everything that we had and then she did all of the stuff for our move to Virginia so it all worked out for us but it was like such a weird year where I was gone like the whole time and just watching Thatcher grow up in pictures which you know sucks but it worked out yeah, yeah for us and so you know kudos to you for not freaking out immediately when she was like
2: oh Oh, i I just
1: i was so i mean shoot anything i ever told anybody was just that all i ever wanted was to be a dad like i just wanted a family that i didn't care what job i had i didn't care what kind of money i was making nothing like that enough to at least support the family that i had and so that was the main thing was just like i wanted a family more than anything and so and, and at you, that point you did in,
0: say that like pretty much growing up you're yeah like, I just like shoot like guy. 15
1: man like I was saying that and I was telling that to mom all the time and everything and it's just I mean I just didn't know really what I wanted to do or anything like that I just knew that like a family was what I was looking forward to and I think everybody knew that about me I was like shoot man I was just that's the kind of guy I was you know I just was I wanted to give my heart to somebody and I wanted to like of my family and the children that I have. And I want us to grow this happy, simple little life. Like I didn't need like everything in the world, you know, even though I'd still like wanted like the nice TVs and stuff like that. It was just like, that was what meant more to me than anything.
0: Yeah. And you know, now you got a kiddo, you had a kiddo only like a few months after we had ours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to grow up similar. And it's funny too. Cause they kind of had like similar, like growth things. Like, thatcher would be doing this and then not long after lucian's doing it and now they're both talking and so it is so fucking wild they were
1: just oh my goodness even now just like watching them play and stuff it's just like it's super cool like we finally Dude, got to that point though you know what i mean like the other
0: day when we took them to sky zone and fucking they were partying it up and then when amber came to pick up you know letty and lucian uh, She, like, opens the door for them, and Lucian's like, I don't want to go with you. I want to play with Thatcher. And, you know, he starts crying and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, they are partying together. Mm-hmm. They hate they, each they other, can... and then they just want to play with each yeah. other. <laughs> they just
1: don't want to be without each other. Like, they're, like, they, they're okay with, like, hating each other, you know, and... They still want to be around each other. It's
0: so funny because it's literally watching just like everything that you and I grew up with
1: doing. Our kids yeah. are
0: doing now. It's just like, Lucian's like the super huggy, Thatcher? lovable one. Where's Lucian? Yeah. I want to play with Lucian. I want to play with Thatcher. And then like as soon as they get together, like you got to share your toys. No, you got to share your toys. They're just fighting each other and shit. We suck.
1: <laughs> like and the funny thing is, Lucian's always trying to hug him and love on him, and that's just like me. And then your son's like yeah don't touch me dog I need a like, fucking yeah, bubble dude. we're cool like, <laughs> like bro leave like, me alone like no I'm cool I'm serious I'm cool I'm cool <laughs> I'm fucking cool man <laughs> leave me alone it's like the best I'm like oh goodness I was like dude. Uh, and the thing is is the funny thing is is like mom and dad I always used to talk like oh you're like one day you'll see like you'll see like you give it such a hard time but you'll see like when you get your own kids and damn if they weren't right in every conceivable way like oh my goodness like, Lucian just does some of the, like, most out-of-character stuff, and I'm just like,
2: <laughs>
1: all right. And then Letty's just being, like, sassy because she's always, like, a little – she's, like, a little mom anyway, and she's, like, freaking eight years old, just, like, telling you what to do and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, thanks. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, he-, he stinks. He probably pooped. Oh, I didn't – I didn't I didn't think to think of that. Like, thanks. So I don't know where I'd be without your help. And she's just like, oh, just saying. Like, and I'm like mm. – but I then know. she's also just amazing. She's just, like, she helps so much, man. She's like, she's such a big help with him and stuff like that. It just Yeah, Ariel so nice. and I
0: are probably going to end up trying for a number two because Thatcher just needs something, somebody to play with. Because, obviously, like, even though we're only going to be, like, an hour, hour and a half away, it's, like, one of those things that Ariel wants to try and make a daughter and I told her it's not going to happen. She's going to end up with two boys and she's going to lose her fucking shit because it's going to be three boys in the house making fart noises and just pissing her off. <laughs> but she wants to try it. Just I'm like, oh, conform whatever. already. <laughs> yeah, so. We'll One see what happens. of us. <laughs> it's so funny because like mom grew up with like nothing but boys in the house and we're just like mm-hmm. all beating the shit out of each other and making stupid noises and doing dumb shit, right? And I don't know how the fuck she did it and didn't go fucking insane, but she. Oh, no, she she, she went
1: it. insane. She just went insane in her own way.
0: Yeah, and then she was like, all she wants is a daughter, but none of us can make daughters, so it's fine. <laughs> she's losing her fucking just mind. Wait right now.
1: Justice, man, she's just waiting. Well, well, and, she's not. She's she's okay with waiting for justice. <laughs> yeah, she's so glad that justice yes.
0: doesn't have a kid yet. Like, please, because justice is not ready for that. Mm-mm. Not no, in sir. any. Not in any way, of the word. Dude, so what happened with the, uh, the, the mini stroke? Because I just remember from my, my point of view, right, my perspective was mm-hmm. I remember when we were in Virginia. I think we had just gotten to Virginia, and I think I had come down to see you guys, and you were like, I'm only eating vegetables. I'm only doing these things. I've got to change everything because I had this fucking big issue. And like, I don't really know if I got the whole story on what had happened and how that
1: happened. Yeah, let me uh go pee. I'll let you. Uh, oh, you gotta, you I'll gotta, you gotta
0: that. wee urinate. Yeah. All right, yeah. another break. It is then.
1: Let's fucking make it happen, brother. And we are
0: back. It
1: was a good pee and even better rice pudding. So
0: you you old geriatric fuck It's
1: actually really delicious if you didn't know it's kind of sweet with rice in it gross So you get to really chew your pudding instead of it just like I don't know like melting in your mouth Is that how you would go with pudding Does it melt Ew is it just oh, That's fair <laughs> Not a, not if about it, rice pudding If It helps there was caramel at the bottom
0: The next is the next step is tapioca pudding and you're going to end up in a home real soon Gross. I'd love
1: to be in a home. All right. So, <laughs> All right, so back we're back at uh stroke. Yeah, correct. Stroke day, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you about my stroke of luck that I really hit on this one. Ha
0: ha ha. Uh, Dad joke. Stroke boy. Take some strokes off your golf. Cart. Me
1: one stroke. Probably more than one because it also like messed me up. <laughs> so let's talk about the stroke. So,
0: you have been the epitome of health for a long time. I mean, between the binge and purge days and eating your weight and most foods, and then you did some really not good things to your body.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was, I think I've always had like an eating habit in some way or eating disorder Yes, yeah, in some like sort that. of way. So, I was very self conscious um, growing up and stuff. I mean,. Yeah, I think with ever everybody always calling me fat or making fat jokes and stuff, and I was the blood of that joke. And I'm still the blood of that joke sometimes, but obviously I've gotten to a more body positive um about myself. But
0: Injustice is also fatter than you now, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, he uh <laughs> slow down there, buddy. He really rode <laughs> up instead of glowed up. It's fine. Hey fun. man, I mean he he was he he was pretty. He's still he's still kinda pretty. He's just like it's like a like a fat Jason Momoa. <laughs> so, uh, but in, like the best way, like I love him in this. but yeah, so it was around the time that we were having Lucian, like, cause we were about a month away. Um, I know that I would uh, I I'd felt something like I was just sitting at my desk. It was super weird. I was just sitting at my desk at work and taking calls and stuff. And then just suddenly just like this, like pulse and when it pulsed it was like just this heat wave that just enveloped my whole body and I was like whoa I was weird and like it was just like my heart was beating really fast and stuff and I was like um okay and I'm in the, like the middle of a call so I'm like I don't know what to do <laughs> I'm just like like kind of like finished it like I'm like please finish your request please finish your request like just waiting like and like they'd done it and I was like okay cool and I just like slammed my headphones down I like, walked outside We had like a balcony and it was like super cool air. It was like making me feel a little bit better. I was like, okay, that was weird. Collect ourselves. Let's go back. As soon as I took another call, I was like, thank you for calling Navy Federal. And then boom, like it hit me again. And I'm like, even worse this time. And I was like, what is going on? Like, and it was just like super scary. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm dying. That's what's happening. My body is literally like, you're dying. So, like, I shut it off. And, like, kept freaking out, and I called my friend Allie over, like, I was just like, hey, there's something going on with me. I don't know what it is. Like, I, like, I need you, whatever. And so she started doing, like, breathing exercises with me and stuff, because she was thinking it was a panic attack. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, I've never experienced a panic attack. I didn't know. Like, obviously, I knew what anxiety was, which, if you don't know, there is a difference between anxiety and stress. Stress is like, oh, like, I'm stressful for a test. Like, I've never had an anxiety attack over a freaking test before but this was like a true panic attack and i still don't even know what caused it like people are saying it's probably cuz like lucian was about to be born like a lot of things were about to change like it was just more of like a subconscious you know that something's like about to go down essentially and so whenever that happened like it was immediate like hey i need you to take me to the hospital like that things are not okay
0: yeah so I mean, obviously she, that was not a good time for you yeah
1: it was not not at all so like I told her I was like I was like look just I, I need to go to the hospital like I'll call Amber I'll let her know and I call Amber and she's at work and I'm like I don't know idea what's going on and um even Allie's like calling the hospital being like I have somebody who is like possibly having a stroke like it's like symptoms of a stroke and stuff like that when we get there and I was just sitting down and they were like telling me like oh be like be patient and I'm like be patient. I'm dying. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you want me to be patient? I ain't gonna be patient
0: to go into my motherfucking (laughs) grave.
1: Like they don't understand. Like I was like straight up, like which obviously they probably did understand their healthcare professionals or whatever. I was just like, look, man, I don't need to be in a waiting room. I need to be in like a, Hey, where's the room that like for people that are about to have a stroke or are in the middle of one, you know, kind of thing. And then they call me back there like 10 minutes later, take my like blood pressure. It was like, 220 over something like astronomical and I remember them like whispering to each other like this motherfucker's gonna die he needs like a room we need to get him somewhere he's he's gonna die and I'm like hey what's going on they're like oh nothing I was like hey man don't tell me like not forget like I know obviously I heard 220 don't seem very good (laughs) like that ain't my weight bro like I would be happy if that was like my weight or whatever I'd be like dude I'm solid but, like, no, they, uh, they like, told me that. And then, like, I go back and, like, do all this stuff. And, of course, like, they, we're, like, sitting in this hallway for, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, waiting for a room to open up. And Amber, finally, Amber had gotten there or whatever beforehand, whenever they're taking, like, my blood pressure. And I was just needing, like, I was holding on to her hand, like, tight. Like, I thought I was going to break her fingers. Like, it was, like, I was freaking out, man. And they're, like... They're saying, like, calm down, calm down. And I was like, and at the end of the time, like, how are you supposed to calm somebody down that thinks they're literally dying? Like, yeah, I literally haven't seen my son. She's, like, full prego right here in this hospital. I just want to know if he's going to be, like, absolutely beautiful or if he's going to be an ugly little bastard like me.
0: And literally on top of that, you are fucking dying. Yeah, like, I'm dying, bro. Picture. Like... <laughs>
1: Obviously, I was more worried. I was so super like, I really want to see my son. Like, I just want, like, if my child, like, I've waited 25 years for this, like, kind of thing. But at the day, like, I was like, dude, I'm literally dying. And they, like, do all this stuff. We finally get a room. And they, they gave me, like, a sedative to, like, calm me down or whatever. I assume that's what it was. Um, and then me and this guy across the hallway, I start throwing up and this other guy starts throwing up. So then it just seemed like it was a challenge of who could literally throw up the loudest. And like, I'm like sitting here, like, I don't want to throw up because all these people are going to like, like, it was like one of those violent ones. So I'm sitting there like, and you just hear the guy across the hallway, like five seconds later, like, and so like Amber and this other nurse are like in there and I know the nurse is trying not to laugh, but Amber's like laughing in a way. And they're, <laughs> they're, like, they're just, like, challenging. And you just see, like, I could see the people at the desk, like, in the center of where all the rims are. They're just kind of, like, back and forth, like, looking, like, heads, like, okay, he just did it. Where's the response? Where's the answer? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and it was, what's like, up? yeah, was Like, And I'm just, like, sitting there, like. It's so funny because I'm like, I'm literally like, I'm so sorry. I'm not doing this to challenge the other individual. Like I'm even like admitting that, like, I obviously hear somebody trying to like outdo me in a way or something. And, but I just had to throw up. I don't even know what it was like. I think it was just after all the, like the stress and anxiety, or just after all the anxiety of it all, is just like literally just destroyed like me physically and like in the inside. And so I remember waking up, like I, I ended up staying at the hospital, and I remember, like, waking up, and it was weird. Like, I did not feel my left side. Like, I, like, even, like, now, like, I'll, like, scratch my face and, like, scratch my arm just, like, to know that it's, like, feeling, like, because it's just, it just feels weird, like, if I don't. But whenever I woke up, I just didn't feel it, like, at all. It just was weird. And and I told Amber, and I'm, like, freaking out, like, you know, I'm just, like, what's, what's going on? Like, I don't know what it is or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... And then it, like, it would start happening again. Like, I would get those, like, warm enveloping, like, you just, like, keep pushing and pulsating and just going on. It would be, like, every other hour, I felt like I'd have one. Like, and they were saying it was just, like, panic attacks and stuff like that and, like, have I ever had anxiety and stuff before? And, you know, growing up, like, I didn't realize the things that I was doing was, like, anxiety in a way where I was, like, biting my skin on the side of my nails or, like, biting my nails or just weird things that i would do and i don't think i like really took it into perspective until i actually got like whenever it went down and like all that stuff started happening that it was just like yo you gotta you gotta calm down or something's gotta happen or something like that so it was just it was just different it was a an experience i definitely would not like to go through again and so
0: yeah so like what what happened after that like how did they let you know like what was the diagnosis and stuff like that because obviously like you woke up and you couldn't feel your left side were you like droop faced or no i wasn't
1: like uh droop faced or anything like that and um, and it's one of those that my, it might honestly was a, probably like a cycle psych- well it had to be in my head i mean that's kind of like what the stroke effects is like your brain yeah um But it was, like, it it was just something that was on my end, like, because everything still works. Like, all my nerves, my arms were working, my legs were working. But it just felt like whenever I move it, it's like you didn't know that you moved it. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't feel yourself physically move it. Like, you just thought, hey, move. And you were just kind of hoping it moved, and it did. Like, But it was like I didn't feel it move. Like, I didn't feel like I had that where it hit the synapse and, like, yeah, towards there, like, hey, move the stuff, like you know, things like that. So, I mean, that's so they they put me on like they did like CAT scan, MRIs, um, thing like that, just to determine it. And I mean, there there was nothing that they could like truly like find, you know. It was like he ended up just diagnosing it as a TIA, which is like a transient ischemic attack or whatever, which they called a mini stroke. Okay, um, it's what it was. Um, and it was just like where. I had all the symptoms and everything, but I didn't, like, full-blown, like, actually stroke out, So, it wasn't,
0: like, a blood clot in your head or... No, like, the, there was nothing that they found.
1: Stuff. Yeah, nothing that they found that was, like, this was the cause of it. They just think it was literally just so much anxiety building up that I just had a huge panic attack, and then, like, that panic attack just got escalated to, like, that high. And it was mm-hmm. just... It was just nuts. So... I mean, after that though, it was just, even going to like the house and stuff, whenever I was actually being there, it was happening still like every hour and a half. And imagine that going on. Like, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't function normal, you know? And it was especially like the baby got born, like Lucian was born and everything. And like, I couldn't even hold my child or, or, like I didn't want to like for the fact that like if I have a panic attack like I'm just going to be worried you know and then like the stress that it put Amber under that she almost essentially was like being having to like do it by herself because this was just going down and I didn't know what else to do you know so it was just it was a lot at one time I mean I couldn't there was nothing that was helping it like it almost seemed like I couldn't not have a panic attack unless I was sleeping um and then like whenever I woke up like it'd be I knew it. Like, clockwork. Like, two hours later when I woke up, I'd have a panic attack. Fuck. Yeah. So, it just... Until they actually, like, put me on, like, some sort of medicine, which I wanted, like, the lowest. Like, I didn't want anything, like, crazy. Like, I didn't want, like, Klonopin or anything that was going to make me, like, zombie out. Like, I wanted to still, like, interact and stuff and not be, like, just walking like a corpse around. So. But thankfully obviously it's gotten better now and everything you know i changed up my diet and all that and it just got better
0: yeah i mean i remember when we came after that and you know you were like only eating vegetables only doing like certain things and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it was like i i would literally call mom and be like well what what did they come down with like what did they figure out and she's like i don't know they found anything i really don't know what's going on and like we can't figure it out and they think he had a stroke they think he might have had like a heart attack or something like that and i'm like fuck dude that's crazy Mm -hmm. like at
1: 25 man that's what like was nuts like and they were saying even one person came in there like it was like my specialist that was doing like the neurology or whatever was, like, saying that they had somebody that came, in like, literally not long before me that was, like, 27 that had a full-blown stroke, you know? And But they had told him beforehand, like, if you don't, like, stop doing what you're doing, like, you will, like, experience something. And, of course, experienced, and then he can't feel, like, the whole left side of his body or something.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, obviously that's, like, a pretty traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. So now you have to, like, pretty much, that's always in the back of your mind, and you have to think, like you know is today the day and that's obviously like not not oh, the right th- way to to feel or live obviously cuz yeah. you know any time that anything happens now you're like oh shit am i is is today the day that's
1: and that's the thing that's nuts is like people don't know so like um whenever i actually did the research on it like a TIA is like what comes before like a full blown stroke so it could be like they said it could be within a year or two that a full blown stroke could happen so that's always in the back of my mind i knew exactly how it feels to go through that panic attack and like what i was feeling that day and it's just something that i never want to experience again and so that's why i'm trying everything i can now to prevent or prolong such an event so like obviously hopefully prevent it more than anything
0: yeah which is like crazy because now like you don't i know you don't have like caffeine or anything like that you can't do like certain things that you did before and, you know, because obviously I've been back in the area for, like, a couple weeks now, and it was like, oh, hey, we're going to go get coffee. And you're like, I can't have coffee. Yeah. Coffee will literally drive me fucking crazy. Or, like, you Yeah, know, everything,
1: um, I'm now um, super sensitive or, like, hyper aware is what they call it. So, like, a pinch to you might be, like, just a little pinch, but a pinch to me would be, like, ow. That kind of hurts like a son of a gun. Or, like, if I feel... Um, like, if I drink, like, coffee, like, that's a big thing. You Remember, I had that coffee in my bill, and I was like, yeah, I'm already feeling it. And it's, like, a quarter. I had, like, a quarter of the little grande or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm, like, feeling, like, super jittery. Like, I'm feeling, like, I already know. And that's the thing. That's not stuff that affected me before. Man, I remember we were drinking <laughs> Mountain Dews, like, Game Fuels, like, whatever yeah, Mountain I mean? Dew was. And Doritos Rock and stars. having Halo, like, tournaments and stuff. Or playing until, like, 3 in the morning. And it's just, like, it's nuts. Chugging full throttles like there's yeah. no fucking tomorrow, dude. Yeah.
0: Like... Dude, that was
1: all centrifuge, too. Like, remember, centrifuge was, like, as many energy drinks as you could get your hands on to keep up during the night because you knew it was, like, the most fun you were going to have that week.
0: Dude, there were so many days, too, of that that was, like... I mean, we were kids, obviously. Like yeah. You don't realize, like, the shit that that's doing to your body. I mean, it took me... So, I was on the ship for you know, a little over four years and every day I would wake up and I was like, if I don't have nicotine in my body immediately, like I was vaping a bunch when I first like showed up to the ship. So I would literally have like coffee on the way to work and I would literally just be taking like a pack of cigarettes to the dome basically Mm -hmm. and fucking like vape based on like the fucking percentages and shit. And I'm like, that was every day. And then I'd be at work just jamming Red Bulls in my fucking skull to, like, stay alive and aware. And you don't realize how bad it is for your body. And, I mean, I ballooned up myself, like, super fast. And before you knew it, like, I became so, like, caffeine dependent. It was crazy. You mm-hmm. know? and
1: it, so and, once you try to get off that stuff, that's huge headaches, man. Like, it's yeah, it's it was rough for like a week,
0: right? And now that I've been away from the ship for even you know a month now, I started eating clean, I started only drinking water, and you know, my body is like finally recovering. Like, I'm getting adequate sleep, and I'm getting I'm like forcing myself to do things that are like way against what I've done pretty much my entire life because before obviously I had like a metabolism and I was working out a bunch but I was also just jamming bang energy and like yeah. 300 milligrams of caffeine at a time and it's you know it's you don't realize how bad it is for your body until you're so far into it and you're trying to get out and it's just hard you know and so for you now it's it's probably like so different having to be like well i know that i want to eat this or i want to like mm-hmm. drink that but you can't have it because you know then you start thinking like well is that going to cause this or is that going to hurt mm-hmm. me here or, you know now even then i'm
1: thinking like what at like one coke plus one sprite equals like well what? whatever is yeah. obviously sprites like caffeine free or whatever but like just any like soda like you're calculating- is that taking like time yeah. off of whenever I'm having like I'm gonna have another stroke or is it adding time like it's adding towards the percentage of me having a stroke you know and that that's that's what's rough it's like everything has to be like calculated to a t
0: yeah and you know you never want to have to think like that but now you have to think like that yeah and everything is like
1: like I said like the hyper awareness like just I think about it all the time like and thing is like people are just like oh it's easy just don't think about it I'm like okay (laughs) <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll just but not like, think about it. At the end of the day, like my, uh, whenever I said it, like how it triggered is literally it's, it, it was nothing that I was freaking out about. It was nothing that I was like fully, like I'm having a panic attack because of this, like there would be things that I'm not like, the only thing like I would have a panic attack is, is about whenever I'm going to have my next panic attack, you know? Cause like, I couldn't even, <laughs> I had to go like work. Like there was a time cause I got like the three months off or whatever for work, um, to, for like Lucian and everything. Or two months or whatever it was. And then that's what' I'm saying, like it was literally like going to work. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna have a good day. Yippee skippy. And sure enough, oh. There you go. It with a panic attack. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. And you look like like you just feel like a jackass. And you're just like embarrassed because like you're literally going through this. And like obviously I had like the first month or so or two. I was having like amber would come on get off work and then come get me and then she just had that moment where she was just like i can't keep doing this like this is you're you're literally not like she couldn't like do the relationship or nothing but it was more like i can't keep like getting off work and then like having to come like get you like and it's not like it's one of those like you're having a panic attack like we have to do something about it you know what i mean and so it was just rough and a lot of times that like the time that was supposed to be focused on Lucian it was more like focused on me And my health, and you know, it was something that I really just wanted to focus on, like him and his, making sure he was okay. So, yeah,
0: and then you know, it's just hard to be a parent and have to work and have to do all these things. And on top of it, you're literally having to think, like, how do I stop freaking the fuck out about like everything that's going on? And you can't really diagnose it because you don't really know what the hell is going on. And so that's a huge stress to have to deal with, you know? And, like, obviously, I've never had to deal with, like, strokes and things like that. Most of my stress has come from, like, did I do enough this week to make enough money to fucking live my life, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone goes through that. It's when you have to add more shit on that you have no fucking idea, like, if I eat this, am I going to have a stroke? Or, like, if I do this... Is that going to, you know, take years off of my life and you have a child and, you know. You Imagine having a and-
1: to-do list, but that to-do list is every day. Yeah. That's what that's what it is. It's like you can't skip a day. There's no off days. There's nothing like you, you just have to keep going. Like, yeah, sometimes you bend the list a little, but that bending of that list is still going to cause you to have that list. And then it's going to make a longer list. And so that's it just it's all tomfoolery
0: yeah which I mean at least you're like working towards like getting healthy again for yourself and that's good even if there's like other motives behind it right Mm -hmm. because everybody everybody's got to have a reason to get out of bed every day and like work on themselves and some people they just don't have that you know and they live their life doing whatever the fuck they do for whatever reason but I mean for me right like when i left the ship i was like i need to i need to fix this because i feel like shit every day ariel has spent like so many nights being like bro i can't sleep next to you you fucking literally saw logs you're fucking you ballooned up and uh-huh. closed your airways up and i have like super bad blood pressure problems myself so obviously i had to start eating healthier and so now i'm kind of getting into that rhythm where i'm like I'm working out a lot i'm eating super clean, and I'm seeing that, like, I'm losing weight pretty quick, which is nice, right? Obviously, looking better and feeling is, you know, is going to help you feel better, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, but I had to learn it the hard way, just like you, but maybe not as much as you, because obviously you had, you know, real health fucking problems that are going along with you having to change everything. Yeah. But you know hopefully obviously you know you've been doing a lot better you've lost a lot of weight so that's good and as long as you keep
1: keep it off that's the thing this time is i keep it off because after after me and um, um amber broke up it was like it made me go right back to bad health you know and stuff like that and it just really really wrecked me um whenever that was going on you know and so because then then it started like getting worse and I, then I started thinking even more about it like oh what is this doing to me like am I even going to be around to watch our children grow up and, and stuff like that and do what I need to do and it was just that was even more depressed depressing time was it whenever we broke up and stuff now it's like a lot different you know I had to like come to terms with that and stuff and um, I mean shoot still love her to death you know it's just it's just one of those it's like you got to you got to get better it gets it's not it's never easy you know what i mean it's never something easy to go through and it's it's yeah. not something that's going to be a, f- a snap of your fingers and it's fixed it's something you have to literally like work on every single day
0: yeah and i mean that's just life it's always changing so yeah. if you can't you know step up to it and face it it's still going to change and you're still going to have to fucking deal with it you know and i think that a lot of people go through The same shit. That's the thing. It's like everyone's got their own problems. Everyone's got their own fucking obstacle. It's just how you fucking go at it and how you... you, Do you let it break you or do you let it fucking make you different? And as long as you're letting it make you you different and you can rise to that challenge, then you're going to be fine, right? Yeah. It's just not letting shit break you is the hard thing. Because a lot of people nowadays, right, they... like. The first sign of fucking an obstacle, they're like, fuck it. We'll just do something the fuck else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not that easy to just, you know, break it down and move on to something else. Shit changes and you're not ready for it. I mean, for for myself, right, obviously having to move my family every other fucking year since me and Ariel got together has been hard. It's a new place every time. It's new people every time. And for Ariel, she's she's never known anybody in any place that we've moved to. And this will be the first time for me that I don't know anybody where we're moving to. We're going to be close enough to people that I grew up with that obviously they'll be a little better. But I always had the crutch of the people that I knew in the pipeline, the people that, you know, I worked with, and my job kind of moved places but the same people were all there so I always had that but Ariel kind of had it a little different cuz you know every place we moved it was like oh well, I have to make a new group of friends I have to find new things to make myself happy and stuff like that so it's yeah. obviously like you know reinvent yourself over and over and over again and every time you do it then it's it might get a little easier here and there but it's there's always something that you have to battle your way through and i think as long as you're able to continuously change it it gets a lot easier you just get used to the different days yeah yeah i mean
1: you look at it's it literally is one of those you gotta take it day by day and try not to let it affect you as much as it it could
0: yeah and i mean you know you have a good reason to keep on pushing and changing because obviously Mm -hmm. you have kids you know kids are a huge catalyst in making sure that you change because you want to be the best you can be for them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: also tired of feeling like crap (laughs) that's one thing is like shoot man i would sleep until like 11 and then i would just stay in bed all day and that just sucks man like you just feel unproductive you feel like crap even more and just sinks you into this like dark abyss which i mean again it was one of those it was like super Depression and anxiety just mix us two. There's literally misery loves company. So it was just one of those. That I tried not to drag anybody else into my crap, you know, especially too. So it's just it, it's one of those. It's it's definitely come a long way than what it used to be.
0: True that. I mean, and honestly, like you're doing good now. You're mm-hmm. about to, you know, get back into your job yeah. and stuff and do do new shit, and that'll definitely help you kind of get a different change of scenery at least for a little bit for a while and hopefully you'll start feeling a little better
1: yep so I'll start my next adventure I was saying I was looking into investments stock market The world is my oyster Dogecoin, Dogecoin. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Dogecoin but
0: Dogecoin. but Papa Elon dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yo, Elon <laughs> listen to this please, please. But yeah uh, if there was anything as far as closing remarks that you could tell a younger you what would you tell yourself
1: it's okay not knowing it's okay not knowing where you're going to be in 10 years. It's okay. Not knowing if, if things are going to get better. It's, it's okay. Not knowing like these things that, at, the end of the day, you, you got to live in the here and now you kind of got to, you got to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Like it really is one of those that do make, do what makes you happy. Cause at the end of the day, I'm not the richest man. I'm not the poorest man. I'm not, you know, there's a lot of things that I went through. I think the main, the main thing I'd probably have to say is, like, don't don't let the past affect your future. Let's think like that. Because there's a lot of things that we definitely went through in our past that we got to get over. We got to, like, we can't let it, you know, haunt us for the rest of our lives. Like, let it just be literally a distant memory. Something that you can go on, but at the same time, you grew up that. Are you just told yourself, like, I never wanted to be like that. Or I don't want to go through that again. Or I don't want my children to go through that. Because at the end of the day, all that stuff, it really doesn't matter. What matters is what I have now and what I hold precious to me, which is my children and my, my family and the friendships that are actually built to last. Not just people that waltz into your life, do a dance, and then leave. But the ones that are truly, I can call my friends. And those ones that I can call on. To be by my side whenever I need them the most, so that truly, those would pre- probably be exactly what I'd tell my younger self: is just focus on the things that are most important in your life.
0: Fuck yeah, man! Well, we crushed it. I think we got a good two, two and a half in. There you we'll go. Bring you back in. Don't worry. It's not like we're not family and shit. Oh so. shoot! You'll be an hour <laughs> away, man.
1: That's what I'm saying. This one, this one's the. Like the Rick and Morty segment, we had that little bit of humor at the beginning, but we got into some deep stuff at the end there.
0: Well, and luckily, I'm going to build a studio that's like an hour, hour and a half away, so you can come over and we'll fucking throw some episodes together. Yeah. And it's not like we don't have our entire fucking childhood to cover. Shoot, we just
1: touched on things, like, (laughs) goodness, it it just gets even bigger and bigger. It's just a freaking vortex. Fuck yeah, dude.
0: Well, for now... This shit is